<clears throat> we rejoin our heroes floating above the besieged city of Neildra. Having liberated the throne of Nox from the encircled catacombs, the group had taken to the skies to fend off Leomond and his mages, as the fiends had begun to cast some sort of devastating spell clearly intended to end the conflict in their favor. Joining with Mordenkainen, Nistel, and Tensor, the group had engaged the Noxian leaders, quickly finding themselves fighting on two fronts. The strange arcane orb that Leoman and his allies had been creating seemed to have been some sort of mindscape spell that forced anything to come in contact with the orb to be transported to Leoman's own mental plane. As the Circle Mages fought Leoman on the Prime Material, the party found themselves engaged with him on a strange planescape. A massive wren seemed to tear the skies from whence Nox seemed to watch as the party did their best to contend with a reality that wanted to erase their very existence. Only through incredible tenacity and strength of will were the group able to hold on, pushing back against Leomond as he wielded the artifacts of Nox against them. The party availed on the planescape, though it cost them dearly. Before Leomond's mental avatar was slain, he claimed both an arm and a leg from Baldur, who had bravely faced down the towering wizard as the party took their final blows. With a flash, they found themselves returning from where they had been flying on the prime material plane. Gravely wounded, the group had triumphed. Sunshine held the crown of command and demi-death's end. Before them floats Mordenkainen, holding onto a seemingly unconscious Leomond by the collar. Wind and snow whips around the party, but a far greater cold seems to seep into the two Ganassi from the strange artifacts they now possess. Thousands of feet below, the battle for Neildra continues to wage. It is the morning of Moonday, the 24th of Sunset, 591 CF. And the day, my friends, is yours. As you glance around, you are floating in the air above the city in this cold, cold weather. You see Mordenkainen looking up, Nistel kind of making his way over to Tensor, who looks to be gravely wounded, hovering on this strange disc uh, that he has been levitating around the space on. The items uh, are in Demi uh, and and Sunshine's hand. Wow, my brain is working really good today. Uh, and Boulder is clinging to a... Uh, a broom of flying with his remaining limbs. Zal, you've caught yourself, and Morton, of course, has become a giant Morton, bird. Morton has me. Oh, Morton yeah. is holding Zal. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you right. for reminding me. Uh, and You're that good. is where we left, my friends, and I hand it over to you. How far away is Tensor? I was going to ask really quick. Uh, Tensor is... I kind of uh, took the liberty of moving you all in closer, so you're 20 feet from him. That's fine. Uh, Are we on that map? Cool. Yeah, because we're on yeah. the other map. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're you're in the good, brain. Bud. No, you're totally good. Yeah. Oh, you're on. It's the a fucking map. glorious map. I'm not upset about being here. Just for some reason, I'm on the brainscape map. As am I. Same. Okay. I'm adding you all back in. Oh, there we go. King shit. Bet. Oh, uh, I was gonna use the rest of my my lights on Tensor since he looks so gravely like hurt to heal him up a little bit. Okay. Uh, as you kind of slip in. He gives you an appreciative nod. Sunshine flies over to Mordenkainen. Ten healing back to him. Okay. One second on that, and Sunshine. Just a moment. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Uh, as you fly towards Mordenkainen, what do you say? We have people who need medical attention. They'll look back at Balder. And we need to end this fighting. They'll look down to the city below and then look at the mage in Mordenkainen's hand. Make a perception check. 
Okay. Not a bandage. Which is good because the first one was a one. Okay. Uh, 21. Uh, as you glance down at the city, a 21 is solid. You are high up, but that does give you through the fleeting clouds and flicks of snow and, and icy rain. Uh, you do see kind of this visage of the fight below that was raging. Um, it is still proceeding, even with Liam and seemingly broken or tethered from whatever control he had. Um, it's only been a matter of seconds since this occurred, so it's hard to tell if anything specific is occurring down below as of yet. But undead forces do seem to hold, or not necessarily hold, but do seem to remain on this plane. Um, as you glance down and take a look, uh, Mordenkainen says, yes, um, we should um, get your friend to healing um, and get... And he kind of does his best. He doesn't have a lot of strength to kind of shift Liam and, and uh, get him in place. Um, I would be remiss to leave this space uh, yet, um, but we do need to secure specifically um, Liam and here. Um, Where does that uh, security take him, if you don't mind my asking? I was contemplating a place where we know he cannot do harm. But that is behind enemy lines. The only other place I can think is back to Greyhawk. Um, or we can go to the castle in Kjolland itself. If we go to the it catacombs, is... I could close the doors so nobody could get in. It is an option. It is a little more risky, but he will be unable at least to... to continue to cause mischief. Kind of smile slightly at his own terrible, terrible joke, but it's the first time you've seen him make much of an expression. In, <laughs> in my opinion, keep him away from people who could want him. Seems like the smartest move. Very well. comes it is. I thought you said away from I was saying away from people who can get him, so not in the catacombs. Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. Um, Greyhawk is the easiest option there, but we would be leaving the city to fend for itself. What so. about... The other option is Castle Scotty for now, and then move him to Greyhawk from there. I think that worked. I think it's probably it the best option for uh, me in our current situation. You see him turn uh, and actually begin to fly, uh, attempting to support Leomund, uh, as he doesn't seem to want to necessarily waste the spell to teleport back that short distance. Um, holding Demi, um, they'll kind of go to support and like grab Leomund's, like one of his arms, just link around it um, to help Mordenkind carry, and then head back. Okay. You kind of create this strange flotilla of various people helping carry other people. Um, Balder, you are flying solo currently on a broom. Yep. Okay. I'd like you to make an acrobatics check for me just regarding time. Yeah. It isn't, it's holding you up, but as you begin to attempt to kind of utilize this, it's okay. not necessarily easy. Athletics check? Yes, Have we noticed that it's not easy for acrobatics. him? Acrobatics. Acro oh, acrobatics. Um... I'll tell you in a second here. 
Okay. Once I know the results of this roll, uh, I mean, it's, you it's, could you could ascertain. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, not going to tell you that. <laughs> it's a fourteen. A fourteen. Okay. Um, you do begin to feel yourself sort of slipping, and it is quite easy for the others to tell that maintaining a grasp on this in this weather at this altitude, um, with the wounds you have sustained, is is quite complex or difficult. I uh, can I. I know Morton's a giant eagle, but can I be like, can you, can you maneuver me over to the broom? I just, I think I can help. Probably, I just, I think that's probably the best. I do so. Okay. Gonna, yeah, I would try to. Climb I do on the so. Support. With a, a little bit of support from your companions, yeah. I'm not going to make folks roll for this. Um, you begin to cut back across the distance, down and towards the castle that sits up on the cliff near the river draw. Um, as you go, a little more time has begun to allow the tides of battle to shift. Uh, folks who are just kind of keeping an eye on the battlefield, if you could all roll perception checks for me. Twenty-six. Nine. Twenty-six, okay. Nine. Nine. Sunshine? Eighteen. Eighteen? Balder, anything you're rolling? Uh, I don't think he's... He's too he, focused. He's, he's everywhere right now. He's, not he's all over attention. the place. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Sunshine and Morton, you are able to see the lines begin to fold in the Greyhawk and Keolan Force's favor. They do begin to progressively push back the lines of the undead. Morton. As you're flying, uh, with your keen eagle eyes, you are able to make out quite a lot of detail. You're not a military man, so you're not possibly sure exactly what this means. But you begin to see as lines begin to break among the undead. And as you look back past their lines, smaller factions seem to be splintering off and even infighting with each other. As you begin to feel or sense some sort of collapse of chain of command among the among these individuals and as you think back you don't remember ever feeling or seeing or hearing them communicate verbally but there does seem to be some sort of force or directive it is falling apart into just masses of undead with far less structure uh as you kind of watch from your your eagle like uh, eyes <laughs> eagle they're literal eagle eyes i'm sorry i don't know why i said eagle like eyes all right uh, I tell no one this because I can't speak. Perfect. Uh, and with, with that, you begin to make your way uh, back. Such, and you are at least able to tell that the, it does seem to be going in Keolan's favor. Um, as you make your way back, winging down towards uh, the castle itself, you see the familiar um, spot where Morton had raised the cherry blossom tree just yesterday. Yes, just yesterday morning, um, as you land down in the center of the courtyard that once were those immaculate gardenscapes between the two wings and the central annex of the castle, um, there are still those combat tents with wounded being actively treated, and then the main command tent sitting in the center, uh, still not abandoned, still ab ab or excuse me, still not having been abandoned. Uh, guards stand in position, uh, and immediately you see. Uh, as Scotty comes walking out in full armaments, and you do see now 
the immaculate breastplate and pauldrons that he had been wearing do show signs of conflict uh, as he begins to rush towards you. Um, as you touch down, Mordenkainen lands and, and steps forward, uh, glancing at all of you. King Scotty, do you have a place where we can put a magically endowed prisoner? Um, you'll need wards to hold them, but we can certainly provide a secure space. Um, uh, the chambers that you were once held in are fairly deep within the cliffside, difficult to penetrate, uh, and not seen by many folks outside of, of those who work for the city itself. Would that be sufficient? Definitely a start. Can I look at Leomond and see... Eh, do I have... Yeah, I will... I'll have to ritually do this. I'm out of... I'd like to cast Detect Magic, but it's going to take a while. So for now, can I just look at him to see if there are items that seem like they might be a problem on his person? Sure, yeah. Uh, make an investigation check for me. Eh. Eh. I hate it. No. <gasps> Twelve. Twelve. Um, as you glance at Leomond, what you see across this strange figure's form are these strange eye and hand-shaped tattoos that have marcated across his form throughout your interactions with this figure. A gaunt, hollow-eyed figure with these dark bags and sunken eyes inside his skulls. He doesn't match the splendor or glory of the other figures of the eight you've seen. Uh, as you look at his person, these long, flowing robes... Uh, are all that you catch at an immediate glance, and it's kind of difficult to investigate properly as you begin to ferry alongside Mordenkainen without a word, this figure down towards that holding cell um, that you had been familiar with. Uh, Nistel uh, lands and kind of ushers Tensor towards one of the aid tents, uh, and then is a, a few of the folks at the aid tent kind of turn them around and begin to guide Nistel towards a wing for a little more... Um, there's a little bit of hierarchy on, on how figures are treated there. Um, but uh, Nistel turns and joins you. Can I, before we, I know that we're starting to move there, but uh -huh. I want to look at Balder. Do you uh, want to come with us or do you want to seek treatment immediately? There are people like bustling around and kind of keeping. And... I'm not going to be any use to you guys right now. Um, plus, I don't know. Any questions to ask if anything? So I think uh, maybe peeling. You sustained these wounds recently, says Scotty, kind of stepping in. I did see you this morning. Yes, I did. Uh, it's your Majesty. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, my apologies. Um, None taking you can, in the middle of a war, we, sir. We can we can get you looked at. Uh, and, and fit it with a chair. Um, yeah. And then you can possibly rejoin your friends, yes? Makes sense. Right. Uh, this way. And having made that massive faux pas, he takes it upon himself to begin to guide you towards one of the medical tents. <laughs> He'll just wrap his uh, arm around Scotty. I, no, really, you're good. You're fine. You're hanging on a king. <laughs> Man, just don't worry about it, pal. Not very familiar with the jester, but then understanding that he like needs um, to prop you up. Sunshine gives Balder, um, as he's being escorted away, their sending stone. They say, just to keep in touch with us. Okay, if you need anything, just reach out. I'll see what I can do. Gotcha. Yeah. 
<sighs> I know. I know. I'm living, which means I get to surmount this. I'm not deterred. See you soon, okay? Saying he's not deterred, they kind of like straighten up and then nod and go after Mordecai. All right. So you make your way down towards the catacombs. Balder, you are ushered into a tent. Mm. Um, and there are a few uh, folks who kind of like attempt to offer Scotty aid and he kind of pushes them away. He leads you to one of the uh, the seating areas and calls over this, this clearly field medic uh, uh, and then says, uh, will you fetch Kirik, please? Um, and the field medic turns and disappears out of the tent. Um, he calls another figure and says, please, a chair. Uh, and you do see as a figure goes to a corner and grabs this strange folded series of metal bars and canvas cloth with these mm. massive angle wheels that kind of point outwards. Yeah. And he runes uh, marked across them. Uh, there is a stack of a few of these sitting in one corner. Um, and they kind of bring it over and position it next to the bed. Not yet setting it up uh, as they begin to kind of expect inspect you. Scotty just kind of stands there awkwardly stepping back, uh, not sure that he should go. Uh, and then a few runners approach him, and he turns to begin kind of addressing orders to them there in the tent. After a minute or so, uh, Carrick does... <laughs> does step in this uh half orc figure uh similar in stature and build to you hmm. uh kind of crosses over he's wearing this chef's apron uh as he kind of steps in oh you took a bit of a rough beating there huh what gave it away the limbs yeah it was all right um yep yeah sure did sir yep all right uh Right, the, the first step here will be uh, attempting to rejuvenate, return those limbs to you, all right? Uh, here, bite down on this. And he pulls like a wooden spoon from his apron and offers it between your mouth, or between to put between your teeth. Takes it. Perfect. You look great. Uh, and then he begins what? to cast a spell, Are you gonna which does not require you to bite down on the spoon at all. He just wanted to see you doing it. Uh, as he begins to kind of, uh, it's a bit of an ass. Uh, it takes several minutes for, for this spell to attempt to begin to take hold. Um, we'll go ahead and reconcile this now. Um, and then we'll jump back in time to the rest of the party. Oh, hell yeah. Um, he is clearly attempting to regrow limbs. It is a thing you've seen done very, very rarely in the past in your explorations, especially as a, a young child in the Order. Um, but you know what to look for. And as you're watching, the expansion of flesh and skin, the knitting of bone that you've witnessed through this process does not seem to take. And you can swear as you're watching Karak here, there's a bead of sweat begins to form on his hand. He almost clenches his teeth and begins to double down. The kind of cocky smile and grin uh, that had marred his face when he had made you put that spoon between your teeth um, seems to dissipate as he begins to focus wholly on the task at hand. Something that he had anticipated being quite easy, seeming not to be sufficient. 
And after a few minutes, he pulls back and kind of glances. It's almost like they weren't ever there to begin with. Well. What blade did this to you? Fucking mean one. Uh, it, it had to have been magic in nature. He was holding it, and I... I can't imagine otherwise. I take it it happened up in the sky. You're yeah. darting back and forth. Yep. I... I've delivered bad news to people before. I'm not certain that I need to deliver it to you, though. Fair enough. Thank you for trying. Other than that, you seem fairly hearty. Take a little bit more than that to uh, kill me, let alone my spirit. So I'm sure that I got things to do, so I got to find something to replace these prosthetics, whatever that may be. I, I got people to help. Well, there are prosthetics out there for certain. They would do the trick. Greyhawk would be a good party place to start. Looks like I got some wizards to talk to. Gotta uh, take the chair. Aye. Uh, and he kind of turns and kind of flicks it, and it folds out into this this wheelchair. Um, there is, on the back of it, this little chest that is sealed on. Uh, and for anybody who's read the combat wheelchair mm. stat block, it's yeah. that accoutrement. Uh, all of Very those, good. So. Huge shout out to to that supplement for Dungeons and Dragons. Good shit. Um, you have this. Basically, you can add the combat wheelchair to your inventory. I don't think it's currently in D and D Beyond, uh, yeah. but it does have. Uh, it comes with gloves for the wheels, and it does come with a storage compartment. Cool. Uh, it does also have the ability to navigate stairs uh, nice. using a sort of hover rune, very basic right. um, for getting up and down. I'll just. Uh... Thank you again for trying. I, uh, I'm sure that there are people that'll look a little worse than I do. So I'll. Uh... That glances around. It's a, quite a full tent. Um, but. Yeah. All right. Um, How? You know where you're going? Well. He only has one arm. We'll figure it out. What's that, Sean? He only has one arm. How does he work he a wheelchair? He does currently have one arm. Uh, so. <laughs> There is a supplement that goes along with the combat wheelchair. Uh, this specific combat wheelchair does come with a small stone that is inlaid in one of the gotcha. both the armrests uh, that you do seem to be able to shift back and forth uh, to allow for movement. Because they thought of everything with that there, thing. Yeah. There's also a telepathic rune that can be equipped to it. So, hey, they are smarter than me and look at your missing limb uh, and provide one with that ability. You're great. I will just go to the sending stone uh, Sunshine, I'm on my way back to you guys. Uh, I got a very cool chair. I'll see you soon. We can have a, a runner lead you. Yeah, great. That works. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. It is funny because Sunshine doesn't have the stone anymore. So you just yeah, who am I talking to? to <laughs> you hear Oceanus go. Oh, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, fantastic to know you're alive, Boulder. Good job. Oh, Jesus. This is so loud. I'm Wait, in the middle Tab of an interrogation right now. Tabitha, I thought you were dead. What's happening? That's yes. Fresh wound. Thank you. <laughs> oh. I know something about Fred. 
<laughs> slams the sim down. I don't get that one. Anyways, have fun. <laughs> I'm, can, can we talk about this later? I'm in the middle of doing something, please. I'm just... I'm on my way. All Sunshine right, just but... leans over to Zal and whispers directions. Yeah. <laughs> to wherever we are. <laughs> he lets mm -hmm. the runner help him. This is amazing. I forget how much chaos an entire party being able to communicate with each other. <laughs> it makes up for the convenience by being massively inconvenient in and of itself. And the yeah. fact that we just keep handing them to people and being like, trust us, this is a great line of communication. And it's like, we have seven people across the world that can just talk on these things whenever they want. <laughs> like, that, uh, lesson learned. Just give part the party whatever they want. They will make their own encounters out of it on their own. Yeah, I mean, really. Right. Don't, be, don't be an ass. Uh, Josh. <laughs> oh, stop it. No. Cheers. No. Um, okay, as you begin to make your way, a page does come along with you to help guide you down. Uh, but you seem sufficiently to be able to navigate it on your own, so he just kind of falls behind uh, watching you with some right. instructions. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, but you continue. Uh, we're going to jump over to the party. Um <laughs> You make your way into the keep and downwards towards through this series of spiraling staircases deep into the bowels of the castle's old foundations and structures up upon the cliff. Um, eventually, you are led towards a familiar holding room through a series of cell doors, guarded heavily uh, until you make your way up. Martin Kynan along with you and Nistel tagging along as well. Um, the doors are opened for you without a question asked uh, as you drag this figure into a holding cell. Uh, the door swing closed, and Nistel does immediately begin to set about um, casting some sort of magic. Uh, any of you with any familiarity with warding spells and abjuration spells likely able to recognize um, what he's about. Um, but Leomund remains unconscious at the moment, uh, and is kind of more... Sunshine, with your assistance, Morton kind of, kind of props him up in a crappy wooden chair and you find an almost a surrealness to this as you stand in this small stone room cold in the depths of this cliff barely 20 feet by 20 feet with a table in the center a couple of chairs not enough even for the total of you and standing next to you three of the most powerful wizards known to the last 1000 years of this continent one of them unconscious slagged against this chair Morton kind of, kind of turns and looks at you and pauses for a moment, seemingly collecting himself uh, as Nistel does his work. Feels woefully insufficient, but are there manacles? Uh, as you glance around there, it's easy enough to call for some from a guard uh, who brings them in and begins to set that up. Uh, and Morden kind of, kind of nods uh, and then shoos them away and pulls something out of a bag that seems to be on his side. And you do see these two manacles um, that he lashes to Liamman's arms, kind of holding him down. Uh, can I grab that guard? Um, yeah, he kind of did, is now holding the manacles. Um, did anybody really tell the difference? Did anybody see the battlefield? I was kind of... Uh making sure that we, we didn't fall from the sky. Uh, how did it look? If anybody caught a glimpse, we should probably um, at least catch Words message. coming up from what I, well, I've been on guard duty down here today, but what's been coming up that 
the tides might have turned. Whatever happened in the sky certainly helped. Right. Okay. That's uh, I can send for, for more word if you'd like. Uh, probably the best that we know what's going on. All right. All right. I'll, I'll have a run. Thank you. Uh, and he goes back outside. I also tell everyone what I saw. Ah, there you go. Cool. That's really good. But that also means that Liam controlled all of them? Possibly? Shine kind of <laughs> holds the crown. I mean, do we think it was it? Or do we think it'll resume? When you're cutting out a little bit, Button. I'm sorry. No, you're um, okay. They lift up the crown and say, do we think that it was just a spell he cast, or do we think it was this? I'm going to bet it was that. Well, we don't know how it works exactly, but on Oki, it seemed like that just kind of, and then they kind of didn't have a choice. And I'm assuming if you're undead, I don't know, but I don't think you would have that much of a choice anyway, so maybe something like that, or the combo of the two deaths end. And It is difficult to tell. Uh, we also dealt pretty heavy blows to their uh, other leadership. It is possible they have just fallen into disarray given that we felled four or five liches on, on the prime material side. Damn. That's very impressive, including their um, their phylacteries. Well, not necessarily. But it's these not. things, as my understanding, is limited, take time. So, if they are to come back, it will not be immediately. Something... Um, with that knowledge, can Sunshine cast Detect Magic and keeping the phylactery in mind, kind of keep their eye on Leomond and the um, the artifacts as well? Uh, yes. So, as you cast Detect Magic, a lot of magical accoutrements fill this space. Morningkind uh, and Nistel are just like beacons of light. Long, as is the entire party, really. <laughs> the whole the whole kit yeah. caboodle, it is just a lot of magic. Uh, but that does include the wizard standing there. The one guard who's kind of like awkwardly shuffling towards the door is just this like stark outline surrounded by glowing blue lights and various <laughs> different hues. Uh, but he kind of makes his way out the door and it just leaves you with a lot of magic people. Um, but as you specifically survey um, Leomond, the two artifacts are obviously in your position and very, very, very magical. We'll get to that in a second. But there is one final um, small item tucked away uh, in Leoman's belt pouch. There are clearly a number of various spell components and items, though none of them giving off a distinctly arcane signature. And Leoman himself including all of those tattoos, do give off a magical signature. But there's one specific item on his person. Uh, and as you lean in, you do find a very small purple stone that is nestled against his belt pouch sitting there. All right. I remove that from his person, um, okay. along with all of his spell components and those items that pinged. Um, this purple item... Uh, do we know what school of magic it's giving off? The school of magic for that would be... Sorry, I know it's the most annoying question. No, it's always... It, I wish they would just write it on the items, like some sort of, you know, easy-to-do thing they could do. Um, most likely, 
enchantment would be the best option I could give you. And the um, the Death's End and Crown of Command, are they are the signatures on that just necromancy or other things? There are layers upon layers of various magics that are imbued into this thing. It's difficult to pass parse them all out. There is heavy amounts of necromantic energy within it, um, which doesn't necessarily fall within a school, but there's also um, abjuration. You see uh, enchantment for certain. You see what looks to be a little bit of graviturgy on the blade, uh, along with conjuration um, falls into those categories. Uh, there is a lot of magic laced into these devices. Almost every school is touched upon. Can I, can, I, <laughs> uh, can I go through the um, the components pouch and just take out whatever is like to take it? Yeah, just just hold on. Let me look at his spells. Uh... See what he has. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, mainly to see if there was anything like of worth in there. It's a lot of um, like you see. You would find a golden mirror in there. You would find a number of gemstones of various shapes and sizes. You would find incense. Um, ivory, a lot of the standard fare. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just I didn't know if there was anything like crazy in there. Like, oh, there's a skeleton. Like, you know what I mean? Like something that just there's like, a whole okay. person. There's one uh, whole person in there. <laughs> one whole human skeleton just falls you know what out I mean. of his robes. But you know what I mean? Like, just like, uh, see no, if there's anything you, out of the extreme, like ordinary, you know. But um, okay, that's that solves that. Perfect. Right. So um. I don't know what to ask. I've been hunting this man for like a year now and I have no clue what to ask him. I mean, the biggest question to me that comes to mind is why is he in allegiance with Nox? That's valid. Why is he doing this? What end? We should also ascertain weaknesses. Yeah intent and purpose behind why he would want the artifacts gathered all of these things yeah is one of you better equipped to rouse him from this slumber I am not certain we were facing down um, and suddenly seconds before you reappeared he collapsed unconscious can I sunshine's going to remember just this little thread of something weird with the basement at um, Conundrum Isle. Mm -hmm. And I think they just kind of start humming the parting glass. Okay. Um, the entrance to that strange door with that bookshelf that reminds them of Greyhawk's library. Um, okay. They just kind of see if that rouses him. It doesn't seem to, as you hum it. Um, there is, as you kind of look in, make a medicine check for me, anyone who's kind of stepping in here. Sin. And you do see Morton kind of, kind of turns to Zal. And Morton, you're in human form now, yes? I would be, yes. <laughs> human, excuse me, Furbolg, I'm sorry. It's great! He turns to the two of you and, and kind of Demi, who's gone uncharacteristically quiet for some reason. Clearly, trauma. Um, no, no. um, 
as as uh, he kind of addresses you, asking about what you saw within this space that you went to when you were pulled into the arcane orb. Um, seemingly not getting the best picture um, from the eyes on Demi's robe, or Salvatore's robe, now worn by Demi. Um, he kind of queries y'all, are you able to fill him in completely? or I mean, are you gonna... Yeah, I saw the eye yeah. on the door. Everything about the floating structures and the weird disappearing bodies. I mean, everything we remember from 20 minutes ago. Perfect. He does listen with great deal. Yeah, it was very recently uh, as he kind of processes through all of this information, uh, listening to you. Uh, Sunshine, as you make this medicine check. I also made 18. one too. Oh, is so all you do? Okay. I was going to step in. Yeah, also. Okay. I got a So it's mostly that. Morton who gets Morton Kynand, um uh, here. Huge chatterbox. Big talker that he is. Uh, and 18, and what was that? Uh, 14. 14. Okay. Um, easy enough to see as you kind of begin to investigate him, his eyes are constantly flickering and you just see his lips moving slightly, almost mumbled words coming from it, though they are seem to be incoherent um, and unintelligible. Even with a helm of comprehend languages? Yes, it seems okay. to be mad murmuring, not actually anything intelligible. Okay. I, Sunshine, do you understand what he's mumbling? I can't. I don't. Right, that's concerning. Um, I have nothing left in the tank for uh, healing things. Um, have very little as well that I want. Is he is he unconscious completely or like is he just like all out but still like mumbling? You know what I'm saying? Like is that is it like that? I will like, say with the 18, Sunshine would be able to tell. This seems <laughs> to be more of a state. Um, oh okay. almost like a shock, a a a lose complete losing of oneself, almost almost akin to like a psychological trauma or or something like that than it is um a his wounds didn't seem to knock him unconscious in the mechanical sense mm -hmm. gotcha makes a lot of it might be a waste it's one of the few things i have left but what if i cast protection from evil and good on this man do you think he might be more coherent to speak to us Possibly, if something's affecting him, but could I could also, also try him from us. Could also protect him from us. Um, was also thinking, what if I tried to do that uh, thing where I get in people's heads and kind of can talk to them for a minute? I've never seen you do that. You're a very different person from the beginning of the campaign. <laughs> I think Saul's like, I haven't done that in a while, huh? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, do you want me to try it? I don't. I don't know how well it's gonna work. Of course. But, um. All right. Uh, and I think Zal gets in a position where he's like looking directly at like Liamin and uh, Sunshine. Since you haven't seen it, his eyes kind of like start flaring a little bit. I'm gonna cast suggestion on him. He is on. He is not like. He is still, by that extensive purposes, unconscious. So he's not able okay. to be suggested. Unfortunately, 
I apologize if I, that's on no, me for misleading no, no. you. No, you're totally uh, good. Narratively, uh, he's not unconscious. Mechanically, he's still unconscious. As he's. Fuck. I gotcha. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um. I think so. <laughs> I think then Saul would get in the position and like get there and be like, "No, he's still fucking out. Never mind. This isn't gonna work. I have to have. <laughs> he has to be like a little he has, bit. He has to there. at least to be able to comprehend. Be able to take the suggestions. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. He's like. Nope, he's fucking out. Never mind. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> um, right. Uh, I, I don't have anything that I can bring him out with. That I know. Yeah, I'm not least. sure if that spell would be useful or not. Is there? I have a greater restoration. Is that would be helpful? Yeah. We wait now, or I could have one too. But that's I don't know that this is something we should be waiting for. That's valid. Do you want to hit him with it, Morton? I can. Do you need dust or anything? I don't think dust? so. I think I still have another charge. Okay. I have a lot, so I didn't know. Okay. They are all prepared. Yep. Everyone gives a sign off. Yeah, best we can be. And I will say, after like the conveyance of information and all that, uh, Balder does roll into the room now. Um, the page holding the door <laughs> open. Says, See you later. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you were uh, great. Uh, you have a, a wonderful day. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with your family and all that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I guess <mean, laughs> I said anything. <laughs> child can read <laughs> minds. Um, Liam and Junior. <laughs> that was Knox. Uh, they just dropped me off. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> Came by. It's the a weird name. It's a weird name for a kid. Good to see. You. <laughs> All right. Going. So, Balder, you join the party um, as Morton steps forward. Yeah. He's got gold <laughs> in his face. <laughs> Crushed diamonds. Like a glitter yeah. bomb, like one of those things you open in the mail. It's just pretty much. Just covered the eyes of whoever's nearby. You <laughs> glitter bomb this bitch. Uh, there is this kind of continued like murmuring as the eyes rise open and the head slowly begins to kind of look up and glance around, kind of taking it all in. Arrow's, Arrow's eyes narrowing <laughs> slightly. Um, he moves to shift his hands and finds them bound and glances around, looking somewhat confused, and then begins looking past all of you. You seem confused out of it. The eyes turn directly, kind of snapping to you, and there is an intense... An intensity that almost seems to fade in and out. As the contact is met with you, there are moments of lucidity and then a loss of it that seem to phase in and out. The expression seems to shift just ever so slightly. This almost completely, completely expressionless uh, visage, save the intensity of these eyes fading in. Uh, there is a moment where he continues, and then he cocks his head to the side, almost as if he's listening for something. And after a moment, he writes his head again. 
the voices. What have you done? Take them from you. For now. He glances over and his eyes settle upon the blade mm -hmm. and the crown that are sitting there. And there is an unconscious almost them. shift and he, yeah, doesn't go anywhere. Uh, easy enough to hold him in place. And he kind of just settles back and so, falls quiet. Every once in a now and again, he kind of glances past you and cocks his head to the side. And again, you constantly see that lucidity almost fading in and out. But there's at least enough to him that he seems to have identified enough of his situation and chosen silence. Should I do that thing Why now? Yes. I do that thing now if you guys want me to. I will say he directly avoids Mordenkainen's stare. Oh. Uh, shame. <laughs> a little bit of shame on this boy. Shame. Put him in the shame corner. Um, I, I think, I think, yeah, Zal now would go, Neiman, hey, Neiman, trying to get his attention. As he's like, his eyes, Dude. there is a pause. As if not registering, you catch him right again as his head is tilted to the side, as of listening to something, and then his gaze kind of snaps back at you, and that intensity flares back up in those eyes. I think as I think as this, this head snaps to me, like my head snaps, and I like you see the golden. I'm going to try to cast suggestion on him. Okay, what do you need from me? I need um a wisdom save. Wisdom. 17. Sorry, guys. You're good. Dog in the background. Dog in this space. Um, his eyes seem to narrow at you, and there is this moment of this sort of smug grin that seems to cork up just at the corner of his mouth, as if amused at what you have just attempted to do to him. <laughs> but it almost snaps away again, fading back into that distracted, distanced uh, sort of look. And there is another pause. And then the smug grin comes back as if that moment hadn't occurred where he kind of blanked slightly. Parlor tricks will not work on me, boy. It's not a, it's not a parlor trick. It's kind of just something I can do. <laughs> parlor tricks. And then again, it kind of snaps back out on you. I don't. I feel like you need like... all of the. No, go for it. What do you need the artifacts for? Again, there is a pause, and then they kind of. This time, the face kind of slowly turns back to you, and there is a a moment where this expression seems to return to the face. glances around at each and every single one of you, save the circle mages. It happens now, or it happens in a thousand years. Still to say the subject of the sentence, what happens? What is it? This plane's manner of operation is broken. 
you all claim, so it would seem, that this is Nox's fault. But it never worked of its own accord. A system of abuse is little more than I see. Nox simply attempted to mend that. Through my wanderings, perhaps I have stumbled across him. Again, right as he says that, there is a moment of pause where his head tilts to the side and his expression drops. And then he seems to miss that and re-engage directly with the conversation. We get the sense that those absences of Leomond are presences of Nox. Make an insight check. Insight. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. As you lean in and gaze into this figure's eyes as he makes direct eye contact and kind of watch his eyes as he looks away, through both instances, it feels as if there is a second pair of eyes looking back. Mm. Mm. The snaps away almost like subconscious distractions. Him searching for something. Is it similar to when it seems like Mordenkainen is absent from conversation when he's like occupied with things a million miles away? To a certain extent, yes. Though this seems more focused. Mordenkainen seems distracted, yes, but by many things... This is a attention being drawn elsewhere, as if somebody were to walk into a conversation and engage, and you were missing half of it. What's got your attention, Liam? The quiet is nice. He keeps answering in these vague, cryptic, almost not directly answering you, mm-hmm. hearing what you're saying, and then making his own vague statement off of it. And he kind of rolls and leans back and says, So, you have me. What will you do now? Love to understand you a little better. kind of snaps his head to the side and back again. What is there to understand? I am a famous, famous wizard. Okay. (laughs) You've heard of my ventures across the many plains of the world? No. Never. Mordenkainen. And at that, he kind of, like, does for the first time acknowledge the archwizard in the room. (laughs) Uh, Classic saying. That's a good one. (laughs) Classic comedy right there. You have failed to regale them with my tales, despite pitting them against me. And there is an edge to that. Kind of, kind of stands there, watching this entire instance go down as if attempting to glean information before engaging himself. Not everybody cares for your exploits, Leomund. Clearly they have not done you well. Well then, 
That is certainly fair enough. I stepped into a space that was not my own, as I have done many times before. What greeted me wasn't necessarily hostile, nor was it friendly. Again, there's a pause and a snap. As he speaks, there is almost this jarring, punctuated tenure to it, or ten Tenor. tempo to it. That's the word. Uh, as he kind of snaps back and forth between this figure that is addressing you. And there is a constant air of malice under everything he has to say, almost a contempt. Parts of me were compelled, parts of me were convinced. You must admit, the gods have not done a very good job. Why won't we admit that? Yeah, they seem pretty all right to me. We've been to the Nine Hells. To be fair, I'm roughly 30, so anything I would have experienced has been fucked up by your guy. <laughs> Martin's the best. Yeah, I'd, like to second, I'd like to second that sentiment because I'm also about thirty. So, you also just Man. took my fucking arm and leg. I don't know why I'm listening to you. Also, Demi's about thirty-two. So. Turns and glances. Certainly, I won't be able to convince you. But you were convinced. Failed. What convinced you? I have seen the face of a mortal man who killed a god. I have seen a thousand years of a deity's failing mortals. Nox has certainly made his mistakes. But he took his fate to his own hands. And I like to do the same for myself. And there's an almost manic air to this. Yeah. There is not a whole intellect behind the statement that he makes. So it is nothing but hubris that convinced you. Who better than me? Fucking Ayn Rand bullshit. <laughs> so you see yourself as the hero? He's his own hero because he's yeah. the only one who matters to himself. Oh, God. I am the one willing to do what it takes. And his eyes kind of bulge what slightly. Did... Again, he kind of, there is a lunge and almost anger at the poignant statements as if he has convinced himself as have whatever is inside him of his logic, a justification of these choices, backed by an insane ego. Now... So what does it take, Leomind? What are you trying to accomplish? Trying to remake the world. Right. In what image? In an image where we were not confined to structures that we did not define. Perhaps Wait? I would play God, but at least I have walked these lands. It's amazing that someone who has studied the passage of time could understand it so fucking little. He kind of 
there's this tensity. There is a, a awareness to the logic that you apply and a familiarity with the almost childish naivete of the argument that he elects to make. Mm. And yet he holds his ground. So, if I'm understanding... I would not convince you. Nor will you convince me. I have failed. But what would you do? Succeed in your failure? I okay. beg you try. You're sitting here waxing philosophical about systems of abuse. While you were a man, privileged in the knowledge that you wield, you said it yourself, you walk this world, and yet you... You send armies of the undead. I do what I must. Surely your friends in the circle are familiar with that logic. A few lives are paltry for those of us who have sat in such seats of power. And there is again a pointedness towards Mortmunkainen at this statement. The wizard, art wizard, just stands there, hands laced behind his back, gazing upon this sort of most pantomime that plays out before you. Oh. I think that. You have to be a little mad. You must be extremely upset with us, the five of us standing here, correct? It's worse than you, that. You had a plan for years, didn't you? Probably because... millennia, shit. And we foiled it without even a year of trying. It seems like all those plans didn't really matter in the end, did they? You can see his ego taking each dagger. There's almost a, almost a physical reaction, a slight twitch to it. But he doesn't seem quite to raise to the bait. I do not know. You don't know what? All of what Knox intends. I have failed, certainly. And your armies, and your plan, everything has failed. But yet His you grasp. seem so convinced in this moment that you know more than us. But doesn't this mean that Nox played you too as the fool? Because you were a pawn in his design. Correct? It was a man of my own agency. And he snaps away and mm. looks for a second and then mm. back, almost punctuating that sentence and, and validating your own point without realizing it. You were upon this entire time and you didn't realize it. That's the trick that I... leaders can play is they use you as a pawn. They use those moments to try to use you and make you think that you are your own free agent when in fact, the entire time, you were doing what they wanted. You were the pawn. You were never the king. We are all pawns. You flap about with radiant powers. Who do those belong to? 
me technically because they were passed on through a lot of different things. <laughs> he kind of resigns <laughs> backwards. There is certainly the air of him or air around him is well he knows he's not going anywhere. So, Pon, how about you tell us what those items all do together and why you needed them so badly? So, uh, roll roll a persuasion check. You've you've you guys have done a solid job. I will give you advantage. Oh, you've back you've had some backing and support from for a lot of questions asked. Roll a persuasion check here. Why am I on a dice go? Uh persuasion. Adam, add no. five. Nice. Woo! Okay, so that's a plus 14. Um, fuck it up, fuck it up. And I rolled a 19 for my first roll. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, so 19 plus 14, so 33, yeah. The items assembled together. And you can see this look almost of a, like, a callous disregard to the rest of reality. A resignation to his failure and a seeking of solace in his belief in this power beyond. The items assembled. Hmm. Franz knocks his access back to the Prime Material. All right. So you have stopped him from coming here. That does not end his existence. A thousand years from now, you speak of time. Where will these relics be? Where will you be? Here. Yeah, there's a possibility of still Quite here. Quite a few of you will be still be yeah, alive. But he doesn't know that. Uh, but... <laughs> So you're saying that the destruction of these items would be a problem for him? Destruction? It would certainly make his task more difficult. Though how you elect to do so, I do not know. Knox was at least clever enough to keep the gods from being able to end him with their supposed deific powers. All they could do is shut him away. Which brings me to my next question. Have you been to the Halls of Nox? There is a moment where he is taken aback. Almost. A sort of pulling or drawing away and again a twitch of the eye. There is a pause and a glance up and then a glance back. And then there is a moment of realization. How do you think I came to be as I am today? Did you mean to go there? I can't say that I did. 
So that means there's so a back replicating door. it is possible. There's a back door into the halls of Knox. How would you replicate? Most likely, pressing the same buttons I did last time. Wizards nose around and thinks. Where did you nose around? And I wouldn't be very useful if I just told you now, would I? You're already not useful. Well, you're already a pawn. We've been That's over. Are <laughs> we going back to the pawn conversation? How you're still a pawn? Like You'd actually start being useful at that point. Yeah. You see him holding on to a bargaining chip. As you start to see a few gears tick on underneath the madness, elements of this figure that were left to allow to construct a massive organization intended to undermine the governments of an entire continent. Moments of savvy that seem to flit in and out with this figure. Do all of us realize that he's using this as a bargaining chip? You're all, you're all, nobody's got a passive insight under it, 13, and he's laying it on pretty thick. I have a passive insight of 10. So mm -hmm. it might be a little bit much. I have a passive okay. insight of 11. <laughs> Morton and How do I know like more than you two? <laughs> <laughs> my passive my investigation is 17, if that'll be. Yeah, my passive know. investigation is 16. Right, so let me this you're trying to you're trying to to win this argument by holding on to information so that what you feel better about yourself so that you take me with you I'm sorry that's hilarious well and I suppose the secret dies with me I You're not gonna die. It's broken, so we'll just get it after from you again. So it's kind of a defeatist mentality. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. A big circle. Yeah. Hey, Morden Kanan, question for you, my friend. Yes. There are ways to to get information from somebody's brain, maybe deep-seed memories of places they might have gone. That certainly are. Right. Inception. Seems like we could get it from one way or another. Make an intimidation check. Okay. Intimidation? Twenty-three. <laughs> okay. There is a again that flash of annoyance. Uh, across the visage of this figure as you kind of lay the implied threat of pulling that information. Um, you get the vibe that this figure is not used to having figures of power able to reach within him despite their best efforts. Um, and then there is a confidence in his own abilities. But as he glances around at the room before him, 
he realizes that the five of you have laid him low. And standing alongside you, backing you, are the other most powerful wizards on the continent. And that sort of light fades slightly. That recollection of a bargaining chick, that possible flicker of hope in this figure's eyes. Very well. Good boy. What's that? He proceeds to begin to, though this will take some time, be intermittent and sporadic with strange pauses and glances away. Explain a couple of things. He describes to you the way that the artifacts are used as a means of conveying Nox cross. But by engaging with those artifacts, you yourselves assume access to your own soul to Nox. Which in and of itself is an element that locks you to his bidding, no matter how well-intended you might be in that process. He then proceeds to explain, building upon his narrative this grand conception of himself as this great explorer and finder of secret places, pursuing leads through the Genothian Empire, following tales similar to those told by Salvatore, crossing through and stumbling upon references to figures of death and such. Individuals who grasped the powers of the gods. Familiar tales, but told from a more accurate sort of um, lens. A more realistic or pragmatic lens. Eventually it begins to reference hopping into the astral sea. And seeing the damage done there. And approaching the gate itself, a giant ward holding back whatever is beyond, but also locked to those who need to pass through. And he explains that he pried a piece from the door itself a decaying element of a shattered seal. Returning it to a seat of power within the ancient Ganathian Empire. North of the Tillen Vault, a dark, dark catacomb buried deep beneath the mountains on a strange small strip of land that connects that subcontinent up to the northern reaches and into the great kingdoms. Down, down, down to the place where supposedly Nox reached out to slay God himself and was drawn into the void 
not at Shar, but where he had first engaged the god. This fight, seemingly an epic tale, not one that he has every piece to, very clearly, but something drawn across the continent. Catastrophic repercussions lashing out across the Empire and the Kingdom of Shar itself until Weejoss was essentially or eventually slain as the two fought where the Void brushes against the Kingdom of Shar. You mean Aragal? Aragal, I'm so sorry. No, I'm just you. triple checking. I was like, I mean, oh, what? I fucked up my own thing. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, so Aragal was killed during a combat between Leomond and Nox, Nox and the gods. Nox. Oh, Nox and the gods. I'm sorry. Nox was the human that. Nox was the figure who slayed them. This was long, yep. long before. Leomond is telling this tale of gotcha. visiting a place where Nox initially pierced the void. Using visiting... that blade there. And he nods at Death's End. Once in the void, and having slayed Aragal, Nox engaged with Weejoss and was locked into the halls of Nox, breaking the machine of death itself in multiple places. The scribe himself, the door breaking. But Leomund, as he traced this with this anchor to the astral plane, found a point returning to where Nox had initially pierced the void. Not knowing where he was going or what he was doing, he touched upon an ancient arcane circle, placing this piece of the Astral Sea within it. And as excitement grew for the unknown, he was thrown into the halls of Nox. That's kind of... There are a few more details as he speaks of the appearance of what he saw. There's almost a piece of the figure that seems to bubble up itself, a wanderlust. There's an excitement that manifests upwards as he retells of his stories of exploration, of grand gallivanting. But there's always that callous, callous undertone. As his tale ends with him standing within the halls themselves. There's a look of pity. I think I would have liked the young you. Morden kind of steps forwards. You say that you used this sword to gain access to these halls of Nox. But our understanding is that you retrieved this blade from Sufakan. It was not in your possession. And that animosity immediately rebuilds 
as Mordenkainen addresses him directly. A person can lose something more than once, Mordenkainen. I have held the blade before. The artifacts themselves do not seem to want to persist within that space. Something I'm sure Im was implemented by Weejas herself to keep those implements from reaching Nox's hands. When I crest over, it was left behind. In a sort of stasis between the prime material and the void itself. Which made us a bit of a one-way trip until Knox elected to ferry in my return. All he need do is convince me. And that he has thoroughly done. So, if we are to use the blade, we get tied into servitude to Knox, correct? That is the beauty of it, isn't it? That's but the definition. Is that the only way to get there? That is the only way. I know. Right. Pull out that purple stone. This the seal. Piece of it. Now, the paltry bubble. Inside check? One kind of looks at that and goes, Yeah. That is from his past. An eon stone. Oh. And as a quiet kind of falls over the group in this space, we'll go ahead and take our break.
haven't just been talking at you for the last hour and a half. Uh, it's actually I a D&D just... game. Surprise. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Guys, when we last left off just before the break, our party had been interrogating Liam and Medesia, who distracted and clearly a little bit of some sort of arcane messing around going on, did answer several of their questions regarding how he came to be where he is and what his intentions were. Some of this information was simply reaffirming what the party already knew, though there were elements of new information surrounding how Liam and himself at least gain ac gained access to the plains of Nox, the halls of Nox itself. The conversation continued, and, and eventually Liaman falls quiet. Um, Morden kind of, kind of steps forward, nodding appreciatively at all of you, um, and kind of asks if he is able to begin his lines of questioning. Um, and as you kind of begin to listen for a little bit, I'm not going to hold you here through this whole thing if you don't want to. <clears throat> he begins to ask, um, seemingly... Seemingly, he feels that your questions were sufficient to provide the narrative, at least as much as Liamon is going to give, surrounding um, where and how he came across this and his intent and Nox's intent. Um, there is this continued sort of futility for Liamon, but an insistence that eventually this will occur without being having an end put to it whether it be thousands of years from now, 2,000, 3,000, who knows when, Nox continues to exist. And until that threat is dealt with, there is little to be said. And so Mordenkainen asks a few more probing questions around that, though no further information is truly revealed. He makes sure to get the name of this supposed temple that is referenced, um, which is... <laughs> Shar Menoth. And as he um, gets that information and a sort of indication on a map that is brought down, um, which you guys identify as, again, that strip of strange, narrow land connecting the Tillen Vault to the greater continent. Um, Morgan kind of begins to press about agents, enclaves. Um, bastions of power that still remain as a part of the Scarlet Brotherhood, seemingly attempting to ferret out as much information as he can. Um, you guys are welcome to listen in. It is quite yes. a lot of information. Uh, and a scribe is brought in, though kind of never seems to ask for it. He just simply listens and watches, um, pressing where is necessary. There are parts where Liam and outright refuses to necessarily provide answers, but there is heavy reference to many institutions across the Great Kingdoms, uh, seeming as a starting point for this network, though there is reference to figures positioned close to leadership in almost every major city across the continent that haven't been handled by your team. The extent of their success is unclear. Liamon doesn't seem to get into that, and when Mordenkainen attempts to press, there is a sort of resignation, as if attention, recent attention, may have A, made that unclear, and B, made um, made things 
be there maybe a reticence to sharing that information. Does he? I know, like he, he referenced most of the major places across. The, did he mention anything with the UNT Empire? He did or, not. Okay, cool. That's that's what Zaw would have been listening for that entire time. Is a reference to putting somebody there. Most of it seems to be focused within the zones of power across what becomes clear to you that in a weird, almost distortion of perspective, Lehman seems to perceive as the rightful empire. Gotcha. Whether this is his own belief or an implanted one is not necessarily clear. Gotcha. Does he mention the Order of Tajak or the Azure Masks? He references the Scarlet Nexus. Not as a direct ally, but as a trustworthy source of access to artifacts, practiced individuals at gathering those sorts of things. And aligning your understanding of, to contextualize, right? Why the rod, the scepter, was bouncing back and forth in mm -hmm. hands that may not have known what they were dealing with. Yeah. Even the Scarlet Nexus itself, the way Liaman presents it, is not aware. And he doesn't mention Eus. He doesn't does he, he doesn't seem to know about that connection. He doesn't seem to bring it up. Can we because we know now that the scepter binds anyone who's used it, so Jor and Eus for sure. To Nox. Does Liamin seem unaware of that? Does he seem to be hiding it? And when they're seeing this information not being brought up, is that suspicious or does it seem like I would say that that Mordenkind and queries regarding the nature of the artifacts and Liamin's understanding of them. Uh, at your behest as well, and you're welcome to query further, of course. Never want to take any agency from the party. Um, as he does, he is asking about the other two artifacts. Uh, the sword already kind of fairly well-defined as a blade with the potential to do incredible damage to any sort of figure within existence. Almost uh, something that attacks a very sentient. Hi, everybody, uh, of a figure. Uh, the crown, obviously... Um, a means of implanting specific commands to a figure, um, which aligns with what you saw, the compulsion being laid upon Morton, which was not to do a, a series of things, but to do one specific thing that they used to their best leverage. The scepter is a more targeted specific thing meant to work over time to adjust a figure's perception. The guide is simply a means of tracking those items down, a contingency plan of sorts, uh, in case they were lost or Nox fell into some sort of, of issue where he needed somebody to find it for him. And then the throne itself, which is a catalyst for those devices to be brought together for Nox to reform. 
almost akin to from what you can tell, though you are not familiar with the logic behind phylacteries. There, there are elements that tie into that concept. You've you heard Salvatore ref, reference them in his time, um, vaguely and briefly. Um, the specific logic behind them, not exactly clearly defined, but there are things that ring true to that. Less, though, in a way that it is his weakness and more that it is an anchor to this existence when the powers he is dabbling with would want to pull him beyond. Which, again, aligns in congruence with the way that you understand deific figures to work on the prime material plane, based on your experiences with Sophia and and any of the other deities you've engaged with. We just... The whole concept of Nerul literally aligns with that same logic. So all of these items are Nox's anchor to the Prime Material. The throne itself is the anchor. The throne is the anchor. The artifacts need to be accumulated to bring him back. A key of sorts. Would... Would it seem like... Okay, because I know you said bring him back. Would it seem like, does it does it almost read like you use all of them on a person in the throne and that becomes the new body of Nox type of a thing? Eventually, Liaman draws silence and Mordenkainen does turn to magical means of gaining further information. Gotcha. Um, there is a certain point where there is almost an inability to share. Gotcha. Um, uh... Did the did the the runner ever come back and tell us how the warfront is looking? Yes. At a certain point through all of this, thank you for reminding me. Uh, a runner does return. Good question. Um, the reports seem to be that casualties are persisting, but it has turned into chaotic skirmishes, not an open conflict. The order and structure of the undead has fallen apart. There is no guidance or directive, but this means that there are tens of thousands of undead roaming the city streets of Neildra. It is a mop-up operation to a certain extent. However, a few figures reference having seen a small half-elven figure running around wielding a scythe. Oh. <laughs> is still in here? <laughs> so Zen is here. Zen, Zen's seemingly, uh, though not entirely certain at what they're supposed to be doing, uh, has felt a pull into the space as these seemingly concealed figures reappear to the vision of the Reaper. Oh, interesting. Okay. I also fully now imagine the doom music playing with Zan just running through the streets, just cutting down the waves of the undead. Oh, that's great. So. Maybe we go to Greyhawk or. We have rest? to decide. Or both. I will begin to take action against the cells. And you have the circles full support. Though I worry that sending one of our own into that space will only recreate an issues that we already have. Perhaps we can discuss this away from him. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to do with him? 
We will bring him to the circle, lock him down deep beneath the citadel. Perhaps we can garner some more information from him with um, a little more time. I will keep two members of the circle on him at all times. We, Is there? Um... Never mind. Sorry. Ask away if you want to. I just... So, I think we know from um, first time we met the Circle that Nistel feels some degree of responsibility when it comes to Leomond. Um, is there... I, I guess they would... Inside check isn't, like, read mind. They just want to see how Nistel seems How's to be... How is Nistel responding and reacting to this? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Go ahead and make an inside check. Bro, the natural 20. Well, what? shit, button. <laughs> um, so Nistel is a figure who, despite being fidgety by circle means, is a member of the circle and yeah, does I, conceal. It's... However, it's a natty 20. I just want to contextualize before I you know, give the, the whole uh, gannet away. Um, there is a clear discomfort to your intuition, to your very careful perception, Sunshine, as you watch the room. Um, though as you watch with a natural 20, you pick it up from Mordenkainen as well. This is one of their own. A person that they have trusted with immense power and knowledge and likely has access to some of their more deep, dark, personal secrets. Things only shared amongst companions in ages long gone. And this figure is completely compromised. And so the discomfort that is more readily expressed upon Nistel's face, with a natural 20 as you intuit that, there's just the slightest hint of it on Mordenkainen as well. There is an air of not quite fear, but more concern than you've ever seen them sort of express. Yeah. Does everyone want to go? What does everyone want to do? Perhaps uh, it would be best if you rested. Sure. That yeah. sounds... I'm pretty much tapped, if I'm being honest. We will escort Leamund to Greyhawk immediately. I will leave Otto behind here to continue to aid along with Tensor, if he is able to do so. Speaking of Greyhawk, a couple of us had to give up our rings for people traveling. Would it be possible to get two new ones, just to make sure I that we don't get... I will see it done upon your arrival. Okay. I appreciate that. I just don't want to get killed right when I show up. This is a fair thing to ask. Mm -hmm. um, we will do that now. I recommend you rest... Send word when you reach Greyhawk. Sure. Very well. And he turns and begins speaking to runners who go to fetch various members of the circle. Uh, this is going to take some time, but you are seemingly kind of 
the word dismissed is not quite the right <laughs> word to use anymore uh, as he does seem to treat you with less um, cold directive and more ability to make a determination of your own choice. There is still very much a, you should probably do this, but there is a bit less of that. Same. Mm -hmm. you, it's that's... easy enough as, as you kind of, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, let's go. <laughs> that's, okay. that's like, yeah. You head upwards. It's easy enough to find that the wing that you had been left before uh, is still ready and repurposed for you. Um, as you kind of make your way upwards, I have one big question for you. Do the artifacts stay with you or do you bring them to the circle? They stay with us. Stay with us. There is a pause, I will say, as Morton kind of steps to leave and glances down at them. And then he looks up at the five of you with sort of scrutiny. And then glances at Leomund, who is twitching and gazing off at the ceiling. And he turns and walks out of the room. It has to give pause when a person obsessed with power is afraid of what an object could do to him. Um, but yeah, I think we'll take them if we're heading upstairs. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You find yourselves uh, soon enough um, within the confines of the space provided to you within Castle Scotty. Food is brought, um, bedding is replaced, and all of those things, and you are given free time to yourself. As it stands, all said and done, it is no more than one in the afternoon. Fuck. <laughs> I had a big day today. A couple days. <laughs> right. Uh, well. Looks like we're um, I don't even know how to put it in words. This is... We are faced with awful decisions, and we have to make them soon. Yeah. I'm sure we can afford a nap before we have to make those. Probably. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. weird to think this is where my life is when a year ago I was in a tavern hanging out with Morton and Demi but that was three years ago it was not three years ago it was actually three. Oh no three that's right I thought it was three years we skipped it was three years Morton <laughs> <laughs> Did you skip three years? What That's happened? That's the wrong anime. Well, I kind of did skip a long time, actually. Yeah, yeah. true. There's some big oh. gaps. Morton's <laughs> concept of time, the Feywild, and what happened with the Shadowfell? Not great. Could have been three years. Could have been mm -hmm. 20 minutes. Who knows? I think looking down at the artifacts, Sunshine will look up at Morton and Balder. It occurs to me that these two objects the most damage to you two. And perhaps that when we make decisions regarding them, 
Your opinions matter more by virtue of that damage. I just want to respect, however, whatever you might be feeling about them. I don't harbor any ill will towards an item. I'm in the same boat, but I'm... I'm not eager, eager for any one of you to use one for more. I did have a thought. We know that we have to use the sword to get through to at least, well, that was one way to get in, correct? Yep. <laughs> do we have to be tied to the sword, do you think, to get in? Or do we possibly oh, just... 100%, yeah. yes. I imagine that is a requisite. And the wording that Liamon used was it pulls on you as a person, correct? And your soul, specifically. Hmm. I have a weird idea. Uh -huh. I would need some permission for this. What if Ashi wielded it? No, I, that's up to Ashi. Yeah, I'm of sorry. Course, that would I be didn't his mean choice. to. <laughs> that would be his choice, totally, but I, it's just a thought. So, so instead of one of us, we sacrifice your brother? No, I'm not saying we sacrifice him. I'm saying that that's what it means, though. Putting me in harm's way. We've been putting each other in harm's way our whole lives. That's kind of being tied to each other. That's kind of what it's done. But it would obviously be his choice. I don't know if it would be something he would want to do, obviously. Let's let's sleep. Thought. Okay. Let's sleep. Zal, you know if you ask Ashi to do it, he'll do it for you whether he thinks it's right or not. I know. Demi-chan. Thank you, Morinkind. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Morton Kind of Demi. <laughs> no, I know. I wasn't trying to say that I would ask him to trick him into doing it. I would obviously give him the choice, though. I would never ask him to openly sacrifice himself. That's fucking horrible. It's just am... a thought. One of the ones I. One thing we have to understand is that these items change people and we cannot rely on ourselves to remain ourselves once we wield them, no matter how great any of us are. So whoever ends up using these items, if we make that choice, they are gone. Until Nox is gone, at least. And who knows if they get to stay around if and when we defeat him. So this comes down to a... more specific question. Which funnelist would be the least effective holding that sword? Or me. Sunshine, who is about to volunteer, is like, I would be pretty... <laughs> I will, but I'm not really... 
Morton is the least effective with the blade for sure. For sure. <laughs> I don't even think I'm proficient with it. Yeah, there's there is no there is no comparison to be made. <laughs> Someone has to hold it. You know. You don't have to be good at holding Exactly. I don't think it should be you though. No, I don't either. I'm just saying, if that's the only choice we have. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> but if someone's got to hold a key, might as well be someone who doesn't know how doors work. <laughs> oh my god! Call that. That is it. Okay. He doesn't know how to hold a key. <laughs> now I die. That was my last line this morning. Right. That was a work of art. Thank you. you can, how about we rest go to Greyhawk and I guess brainstorm from there figure out where to go we have to get you limbs yeah we'd uh, like them although yeah, I could this try something really... like that I would like I would like them yeah but I feel like we can afford them there maybe check it out when we go to Greyhawk Sean, what was that? I was going to say, I could do something about that. But what we already I... know how that's going to go. Is oh. that, does Morton say that? He would have offered you, yeah, but... He'll kind of roll up to Morton. Yeah, buddy, I appreciate it. Uh, they tried that downstairs. Didn't take it. Out of feeling. Appreciate you offering that, pal. No problem. Let's just listen to what Zal said. Take a sleep and then I'll look for very muscular, well-defined arms in Greyhawk. <laughs> Got to do you justice. Exactly. Two different. Good night. <laughs> he starts <laughs> Professor Xavering, Xaviering up the stairs. Just, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's quite impressive as these two basically small crystals kind of fold out. It seems to manage the height of the wheelchair about two feet above the weight, just enough to elevate the the weight of the figure uh, upstairs. Yeah, if I may, please. As soon as he hits the apex, he does pop a wheel, nice. <laughs> and then finishes his uh, ascent. N no fucking shit required. That was baller. Uh, just, yeah. right. That was boulder. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> nice. boulder. Got it. He won't gather no moss. <laughs> uh, boulder doesn't have a bedroom, so he goes upstairs and he's like, <laughs> Gotta go back downstairs. He does. He's like, I actually don't know where I'm sleeping. Wait, where are we? None of us have bedrooms. Yeah, there's there aren't actually any stairs. I don't know why. They're just a bunch of bumps. <laughs> You're going down into the basement. <laughs> okay. Hold it, hold it, Rock. Where are you going, bud? I think I might be concussed. My so, dumbass oh. forgot what the room looks like. <laughs> so I imagine we, we, we find found you guys. Yeah, well, you... we found them in bedrooms. Yes, that's why. Yeah, yeah there's this like big main seat, okay. sitting area, and then there are these side rooms. Uh, okay, like four or five side rooms. Oh, it's so like the Harry Potter sleeping rooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're yeah. in the Grifflepuff uh, tower. <laughs> Love that I'm tower. Sued. <laughs> I'll sleep under the Raven, Raven snake, the Raven snake common room. Just all night. <laughs> <laughs> 
weirdly great white noise to go to sleep to. <laughs> but as you guys settle in for the night, at a certain point, you do hear a mage come by uh, and cast some sort of warding spell on the space on your behalf. Um, checking on security. Want to know you want to check? Um, Morton, yeah, you, 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 hear, you hear this, Morton. Uh, <laughs> to him. Yeah. Uh, as you come by, it's outside. You hear somebody like muttering and casting a spell. As you crack, do you go <laughs> investigate? Yeah, I look out. Yeah, you crack the door open, look out. It, there's fucking uh, Rary right there. She seems to be casting a spell for you. What are you doing here? Who are you? <laughs> who, 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 what's going um, on? <laughs> uh, are you um, Morten? Yeah. Uh, I have heard of you. Know? Uh, you are quite famous. Your friends speak uh, highly of you. I have one of my dolls. <laughs> <laughs> you know fucking what? <gasps> she smiles at you and like pulls her robe back and there's like a little Morton doll that's tied to her belt. Mm. What? <laughs> I've seen a lot of those recently. Big sellers. They are um, very popular. Um, mm. uh, but um, I am just walking to the room. I noticed uh, and Modern kind of asked that we check in. Uh, given oh. the items on your possession, uh, I hope you do not mind. It's pretty smart. Okay. Uh, sleep tight. <laughs> You too? Oh, you're not. All right, click. <laughs> <laughs> she just she cast the spell. But all said and done, you feel like you safely accomplish a long rest, which means you do get your level up. Hey. 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 I, I don't have and, of a you know, I was a ninth level. I've got four spells to choose from a ninth level. Can I say that in the no. early morning, um Sunshine just goes out to the cherry blossom tree that Morton had created and just picks a flower? I believe the tree came down when the staff came down. Is it was right? a Dawn? spell I had cast. No, oh, okay. the tree is still there. I forget what spell oh. it was. Mass healing word or cure. Oh yeah, you know what? Fuck it. That's cool. The tree's there forever. Oh fuck. I love this. Hell yeah. Okay. And they go and just pick a blossom and then head back up to the others. Okay. You have a cherry blossom. Interesting. Uh, Sunshine returns to the room as the rest of you are rising. Hey, you know who Rary is? Oh yeah, she's one of the local wizards or something. Nope. One of the eight. One of the circle members. Oh, that makes sense. Well, they ate really strong. Came by last night, cast a spell. Seem Ooh. pretty nice. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of what? Big fan. Yeah. Me. What do you mean? Oh, that's cool. Hmm. What do you, what do you mean by that? They have one of my dolls. Ooh, big Where fan. People getting dolls from? Apparently, I'm cuddly. Yeah, no, we know that. That's Get your just... Martin dolls hit! Oh, That's weird. It's the middle of a war, and they're selling Martin dolls door to door in, like, in the castle. This guy's fucking bold. <laughs> Stupid. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so Greyhawk. Should we see if we should get some funds from the king? Maybe. Well, you know. We are not we gonna have take money. money. 
I'm the just saying, no, I mean for like prep, prep, wow. If anything, we should give some to him because his city's on fire and his people are hungry. Oh, but I meant like preparation to mm -hmm. like. Nope. The difference between Morton and Salvatore is, is always amazing. It's very hard for me to it's, do something. It's <laughs> scary to watch. I want money and magic, and I can't have either of them because I'm such a nice person. No, but I mean in the sense of maybe we could get some or from the eight. I don't know if the eight has money even. Gods, did the eight use money? If they have money, they should give some too. But I mean in the sense of we could use it to I, prepare for the... We do have some funds. We so. also have 18k, yeah. Really? <laughs> we have money. Track how much money so we've we got have a treasury. <laughs> and a fair number of items that we could probably offload if we need probably to. Could. Oh, we need to get some of those checked to see what they do. Wow, we have a lot of things. Right. Wonderful. Alright. So let's list off all the magic shops we know across the world. God. There's... <laughs> I kill myself. Quartermaster of Yuz. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three or four of them in Yuz, right? You can go to those. Stop by Greyhawk. <laughs> they owe us an item up there. Do they? Yeah, they owe us the Iune Stone. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We just got another one, so I wonder if this is the same one. thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if it's kind of like a same thing kind of situation. Uh-huh. Which one did you have pre-ordered? I forget. Uh, Demi had the charisma one. Fuck yeah! Now we got two. I mean, hey, old Demi and I can use them. It's been sitting on Liam and forever. I love the first concept of Liam and it's Liam and just holding the stone and nothing else, and he's like, "I got this, and that's what I've got." They actually found him on the porch of the Circle of the Seven, gnawing on it when he was a baby. Bless up. Get that stone. Uh, backstory. But yeah, I can't. Uh, pretty good us, I can't <laughs> teleport us there yet. But once we get I there, can if you would like. I should be able to. We would love that. Right. I've never been. Oh. Prepare. Yeah. It's pretty fun. You'll probably like it. I don't know. Mm. Here we go. All right. Uh, and uh, Demi will cast a teleport! Woo! And the same old stuff that Josh narrates all the time will happen uh, with the undulating blue harmonic waves uh, kind of coalescing out around you. As there is a flash, you find yourself... And I'm going to say, you discussed this beforehand, you're going straight to the Citadel or are you going to an exterior teleportation? We said we were going to meet uh, in the Circle of the Eight so they can give us rings. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So... Just making sure before I screw it up. She casts the spell. And you guys find yourself standing in that main central room that you have been shown. There is a uh, one of those constructs standing there, holding a couple of the rings waiting for you guys as you arrive. <gasps> Just to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> it holds the rings and kills you with it. <laughs> Take the ring. <laughs> Uh, can I put on the ring and then also spend a minute to study this circle? Everybody gets a ring. You can spend some time to study the circle. Cool. Are these attuned? No. They are not. No. Okay. It's, it's just essentially it's essentially like that you have a free pass to walk around this area. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Also, uh, any, I, I'm going to keep asking this because I keep forgetting I have it. Anyone want a cloak of displacement? We really have a cloak of displacement. I I have it. I've just been carrying it for some reason. We'll figure it does out anyone... after. Okay. I also have a blade on my back that I have no clue what it does. Hmm. 
I look forward to remembering what any of these things do too. It's, it's been a month. It's the <clears throat> uh, it's the uh, blade, the dagger that um, Garen, Garen had. Garen had. There we go. I couldn't think of names. So I, I don't just... know what the one is. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. So we need to find a place that can make prosthetics. I think that's first on well, the we, list. We also had to tell them that we were here. We're here. We... <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm an <laughs> asshole. He can see us through Demi's shirt. <laughs> After a moment, there is a flash and Mordenkainen steps from the circle behind you. A ghost! Okay. <laughs> no, it's just me. I was just trying to bring some... Okay, never mind. Sorry. It was pretty funny. It was genuinely really funny. I thought it was a ghost. Did you really? Well... Yeah. So, I'm kind of scared. Have Sorry, you come to a decision... Wow. French accent. Nine. Have um, you come Nine to a decision what? yet? On what exactly? On how you wish to proceed. Are you still taking a time to catch up? You're going to so take excited. the day. We need to deal with some stuff first, and then... Figured we'd hit up. up some bars in town, maybe get some nice eats. Take it easy for a few weeks, then I'm we'll be kidding. back on the road. We're just doing, doing some business in town for the day, and I imagine we're right back to work. I understand that... And appreciate your urgency, but for now, Liamond is under control. And reports are saying that they are slowly pushing the undead out of Mildra. Which means there is time for respite for you all. Now, I understand the urgency and appreciate if you wish to forge ahead, but I also do not wish you to... Burn the candle at both ends, I believe the saying is. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Maybe we take more than the day, but we'll figure that out. Very well. If we'll keep tabs of you. The citadel remains open. Oh, uh... Thank you. Question. Do you know what this blade does? <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you cast Identify Bub real fast? If oh, you would not mind. Oh we're in we're in the city full of wizards. His eyes I... narrow, he turns around, <laughs> walks under the teleportation platform, and vanishes. Thank you very much, much. I don't think I said anything rude, did I? Uh, uh you know, we'll work on decor. He's busy. Though. I'm just saying we like he just said we had time, so I figured that he we, we had time. Full of wizards. I'm sure he didn't have his time. I must yeah, have, okay. and I think he looks at Debbie's Debbie's coach like, I'm sorry, I I misread the situation. I thought you meant you had time to, my bad, shouldn't have done that. All of the guys kind of shift forward. <laughs> Blink. Shit, I could see right. the scowl in that one. I mean, that was just apparent. <laughs> I'm just, I just didn't, never mind. Right, Please. so... Limbs. <laughs> it's almost a threat. Baldur's, Baldur's chanting under his breath the entire time. Limbs. <laughs> yeah. We have to teleport out of here now again. And oh, is there is there actually a way out of the citadel? That's like you on have foot? never walked out of the citadel. You have already used the teleportation uh, services. Uh, that are available within. Oh the yeah, city. we could. I forgot that we could um, just teleport within. But the you city can teleport to mm -hmm. the city teleportation structure. I forgot uh, about if that. If you would like to do so, Great. that is certainly available. To yeah, you. Well, let's do that. And then I gotta look at this key. Where are we? Uh, which yeah, you guys tell me where you'd like to go. There is a teleportation circle within proximity of a lot of things. 
Um, are you just t- kind of teleporting out and then going to try and figure things out from there? He, yeah, I think the idea, as soon as we get there, is look for, for someone to fashion prosthetics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which? So tell me which district you're teleporting to. Would we want to go to the district that Rary's shop is in? Up north? I would just say 53, or the bottom one. Because that's where, like, all, like, the pawn shop, the uh, the armory, the, like, Those all are that a bunch was. Of different places. You know what I'm talking about? Armory. Armory's over here. <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo shop. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It was, like, down at the God bottom. damn it. I didn't know the if that would be. I think, like, over here somewhere. Yeah. yeah the the pawn shop is right on the bridge. This guy on the bridge here. does stuff. Yeah. Pawn shop. There's a, uh, there's yeah, a couple pawn shops, stuff actually. I was going to say the 40. This is very good, Sean. Uh, some guy over here sells scrolls. The spider guy's down here. I was just mm-hmm. in the final market mm-hmm. district. I didn't know if we wanted to go there because that was there was a lot of magic there. I don't know. Rarys also works. I don't know what how much. I don't TRR main leg. Yeah, like where do you want to find it? A I've never shop? been here before. Yeah. Uh, let, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I immediately said yes. Uh, let's go to Rarys. I've never fucking been here before. All right, the the Humlet District. Humlet it is! What's your number? Uh, You can teleport to 53. Up north. I think the building is number three? Yeah, number three. Okay. Uh, I realized that after I said it earlier. Land in the bustling teleportation circles. The speed of this city has not slowed down. As you step from the light, stepping out into the Homlet district, the city a little quieter over here. Morton, stretching out to your actual right, as you step from this teleportation circle here, you do see a series of silver pools with a growth of immense trees. Um, These trees are actually in scale, similar to the trees of your homeland these towering, towering three or four hundred foot trees that break the surface with smaller trees nestled in around them that make up uh, the the sort of elven district of the city. Uh, But your directive is into the Hamlet district, the older district of the city. And it is a short walk, uh, 10, 15 minutes over to Rary's shop, where you are greeted by that ever so fancy interior, the restaurant-like host uh, greeting you. Um, hello, welcome. What can I help you with? Are you here to peruse our wares, or is there something specific? <laughs> Limbs. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, you know, you are. Are you looking for um anything particular? There is. Uh, you can get standard prosthetics. Um, certainly da- down south. Very good um, of you to not assume. Uh, so that uh, I need. I mean, uh, are you looking for magically inclined? Or... Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like if they could do some stuff. Um. Yes, I. I, I will admit we do not um, carry that wear here. Thank you very much. However, we'll see you later. He rolls out. I can nope, direct nope. you in the. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, right, I, gra- I grab the back of him. Like Baldur is not him. used to society. He hasn't. He Wait, hasn't been in a city. In yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry, he's not used mm-hmm. to this. Where can we find some magical limbs? That would be. Um. Right. Likely, honestly, the best place for you would actually be the Thungfriend Adventurers Academy. Um, it's a sort of facility uh, in the south um, for both 
young children that have been left behind um, by adventuring parents uh, and also more elderly adventurers who are looking to retire. There's quite a, a collection there. There are just a need for those sorts of accoutrements. Mm. Um, so, Can I you walk around on baby legs? <laughs> I don't think so, Morty. I do not think so. <sighs> but if, if if this individual says that they have what we need, then I trust them. Thank you very much. The prosthetics are for their more elderly um, adventures. I'm sorry. They're not. I mean, they. I'm sure there might be a few people. Who well, you said they were for kids who were left behind by adventurers. And, and also people. elderly adventurers. I'm a, so I'm I can tell if you're purposefully oh. misunderstanding or not. <laughs> We're gonna That's go. Secret. Okay, so <laughs> we're, gonna go. we're gonna go now. Either I, just, I get, I get what baby legs, or I'm a geriatric. I don't understand. What's no, don't. He just meant it in the sense of like that's where they are. Not in. He was like, describing Isn't that a Rick it. and Morty character, baby legs, McGee, or something. Baby like legs. That. Yeah, something like that. Sorry, I love. We head south. Yeah, we head toward that academy. Okay. You want to just teleport there across? <sighs> How long would you would it take know it's 38 to... on the map, so it is the polar opposite side of the city. <laughs> we teleport. Okay. Ciao. You find yourself walking through a portion of the city that you've only kind of quickly crossed through before uh, on your way to Otto's Irresistible Dance Hall and the Final Market. Uh, there is a section where you know the uh, the arena is sitting up against the hill off to kind of the southwest. Um, but as you cut through the city, you find yourself being directed by various individuals up a pathway that actually leads back towards the the uh, lake itself. Though where it was all cramped houses and streets and bustling chaos, it begins to get a little quieter as you enter this sort of almost compound that seems to have been here much longer um, than any of the other figures um, or other buildings in the area. It seems like the city has grown up around this almost a state. However, as you approach, you start to realize that many of the buildings are very utilitarian. There are a lot of like training grounds and yards. There are these strange poles with ropes and slings slung across them that lead 20, 30, 40 feet into the air with lines running all between them. And then there are a series of different structures. And everywhere you look, there are young children at play. Um, running around, there is some group who seem to be playing some version of the sport that Peach has played in Orcs of Sunshine. Peach and Zal. Peach and Zal. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in the past, uh, although they don't have the uh, anti-gravity capabilities, and so they've just propped some boards up, and they're, like, kicking Peach. off of them and throwing Jesus themselves Christ. at each just other. Just kicking the dog shit out of each other? Yeah. Like some extra little things and some sand on the ground in a circle. Um, a lot of children at play. As you kind of get closer, you see this like small beer garden off to one side where you can see a number of elderly figures kind of milling about, having conversations with each other. Uh, at quick glance, they all look to be quite rough looking adventurers type. Um, you hear kind of a hearty laugh. Um, and as you enter kind of this main circle, making your way down this relatively well-capped kind of gravel, gravel drive, uh, you enter this circle and these three main buildings, this large estate uh, sits near the center within these haphazard buildings built around it. Uh, off to one side, there is very clearly an active smithy. 
Uh, and then there are a series of like small like barracks like buildings, well kept, well appointed, but clearly like intended as places to stay um, as you approach. Nobody seems to stop you or pay any mind to you in any way, shape, or form as you make your way inwards. So you guys have been here before? Never. Nope. Not to this place, but... Uh, okay, no. Do we right. see, like, a front office? Or some as you're glancing of... around, uh, finally a few of the, like, younger children kind of take notice, uh, and there is, like, a sparkle in their eyes uh, as they kind of run up to you. Are you... Oh, Hello, are you you are adventurers? Yes. Yes. Tem, Tem, go get uh, go get uh, Master Thunfriend, uh, and one of the smaller children, yeah, and kind of like turns around and like trips and falls in the gravel and like gets up and like goes running off, uh, kind of like <laughs> like a little bit of a scuffed knee, but nothing particularly problematic. Um, as the other kids kind of dart around looking at your weapons, where have you been? Where are you hailing from? What have you been up to? Uh, just a thousand questions thrown at you by the small gaggle of children that is quickly growing around you. Very curious uh, for stories. Uh, almost expectant of them. <laughs> I think Zal, as these kids are asking, goes, right, do you know who this is? And it points at Morton. Yes! <laughs> this is Morton, hero of the Black Isle. <laughs> well, one of them. I was also there, but this one is Morton. One kid kind of shuffles forward, like, clutching a Morton doll. <laughs> And I think where are these dolls coming from? I'm pretty popular. No. Children. Just... Are you are you all heroes of the Black Isle? <gasps> no. I cannot claim that. Uh -uh. <laughs> this here is the hero of the draw though, and they'll point at Baldur. Yeah, where, where's everyone Zal's figure reigns? Yeah, where where the hot point figure? A few <laughs> other kids like step forward, and now you do see these like poorly like makeshift, very similar to the Morton doll, like got, not poorly made, but like kind of quickly constructed dolls that you've been seeing throughout. And there is like a little Zal doll, uh, complete with a tiny little Ashi, it's more like a little plush blob than it is Love a dragon that. that has been sewed to the shoulder, and it kind of flops around a little Love bit. Love that. There's a, a demi, that. and then there's a peach. Um, Peach, actually, like somebody has put a fair amount of effort into making like a some sort of like paper mache breastplate for them oh. uh, that adds like a little more structure to it. There's, there's. Did wow. you make that yourself? No. Uh, there's a there's a vendor. <laughs> no. Sorry, my kid voice. No, it was, it was very like good. No, no, it, no, it was no, very good. It was very childlike of being oh, like, no, no, I didn't. Not me. No. <laughs> Would you like a little star painted on the um? <sighs> that paladin worships someone named Serdwir. I can paint you on their symbol if you like. Oh yes. They just immediately handed off. This is the closest to proselytizing they'll ever do. <laughs> so, like, well, first they just draw a fucking star on this for the kid. <laughs> do you hear that? Said a word. Yep, and yep. They, like, Perfect. Got it in one. You can say sturdy if you like. Sturdy. 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 I believe in sturdy. <laughs> you just made a new shirt aware follower. Zal is also 100% not going to summon Ashi because he is not a cute like <laughs> dragon right now. He's a fucking imp. <laughs> like, I don't want to terrorize these children. Baldur will come uh, eventually sunshine and just be like, "You think is it bad if I want one of these dolls to be me in this chair?" I just think that kind. I think that rips. We should find. Do you know where that vendor is? 
And Little child. He walks between the various markets. Uh, it says one of the older ones with the, the ability to use the word various in their vocabulary. <laughs> uh, a nine-year-old, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Usually on the dam or, or the final market. Um, cool. Thank you very much. Good to know. Do, do you know Good this made, merchant's name? No. Strange-looking little fella. Grung. Interesting. Thank you, little guy. Little person. Of course. Thank you. Welcome. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I think a, I think like a like a Balder Sunshine expansion pack could be great. <laughs> It'd be sick. Expansion pack. <laughs> <for children. laughs> it's a Balder Sunshine expansion pack. <laughs> you guys partner with this distributor and like make could, a billion bucks. We can get bucks. Morton and the rest of them some money, and then we can kind of break the deal. Oh, and representation is important. I love the That's idea so of cool. having multiple versions. Right? This. We can do multiple versions of Ashi too. <gasps> the different you put on a new one every time Zal changes Ashi, and then there's also the expansion where it's a full other person. Yeah, <laughs> still has no idea that Ashi is a person right now. Does he, <laughs> really not? he does not know. There were a few Salvatore dolls as well in the movie. Nice. I Wait, was Salvatore wasn't in the Black Isle thing. Oh, no, he wasn't. You're right. I take it all back. There's Shout no Salvatore to... dolls. We'll get him. Oh. We make sure. We nice. should get him. Okay. Uh, like, no, that's a bad idea. These are for kids. <laughs> I... Sorry. <You> monster. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. No. Bad. Yes, you were. Was gonna... Gonna... Eventually. Uh, um, stepping from Sorry, that Josh. main large building. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm no, sure. no. I, don't, I, I, I apologize interrupt. to you. Go, please. No, no, no. Adam, did you have anything? I oh, I was going to say, I think Zal is, is, this is, this is another quick thing just with Zal is like, you see a very soft side of Zal where he is like leaning down and doing like minor illusion for the kids and like is talking to them very. The doll cast Eldritch Blast. No. <laughs> with minor illusion. I would. Oh, oh, the doll. I thought you said I missed the oh. doll part, and I just thought I said I'm casting after last. I was like, no, these what? what? <laughs> but no, yeah, he's like, you want to see something fun and like making the doll do that, like having it look oh. like Ashi is like actually flitting around. This blah, Can you do blah. the winks? Yeah, sure. <laughs> do you want me on me or the? I can do it to the doll. Doll, no, please. Okay. Yep. And then they're like swooping around with yep. it. Cool. This please now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, essentially, as you um, are, are kind of uh, hanging around, uh, eventually a figure is kind of let out by the same child that disappeared. Uh, it, clearly, it took a little bit of time. The kid now has a little band-aid on their knee. Oh, this no. dwarf uh, figure with a massive orange mohawk that kind oh. of stretches out it's probably about three feet tall and stretches out across his forehead he's currently wearing like this kind of long smock yeah it's crag oh, uh, that rolls <laughs> down over his uh knees and like reaches his boots and he kind of shuffles a little bit yeah. he, like there is almost like a matronly waddle to him uh as he's wearing this uh this lengthy apron and there are a few like very young children like clinging to the end of the apron oh. as this dwarf kind of walks out and he's rubbing his hands uh clearly just having cleaned them again uh on on the apron and kind of sets down and says, all right uh, who's this then what have we got kiddos uh scooch arnold back hello. back all right uh hello welcome there friend. pleasure to meet you no i'm i'm in the market for an arm and a leg 
uh, heard that you might be able to, to give it some magical accoutrement. Uh, all right, so we've got adventurers here. Uh, which, which group are you? <laughs> Paul looks back. We don't, I don't fucking know. we don't have a name, but like we're known as the Heroes of the Black Isle, part, partially Heroes of the Black Isle, uh, right. and added on the Heroes of Monmouth. Uh, parties flex all the time. I yeah, get to get it. You're good. Yeah. People, you know, go their own way or come back or get called by some sort of DFX. It's fine. It's fine. I, <laughs> Those uh, are literally the three things that happen. That's. <laughs> Wow. That's so weird. <laughs> I didn't have any sort of context to that. <laughs> I obviously look around for a Morton doll. <laughs> All right. Um, no, follow. Uh, so, Lems, uh, can yeah. we? Uh, it's good to meet y'all. Welcome. Um, nice to meet you. I also. Likewise. I don't have any coin on me. I can. I can do work. We've got. We have money. We'll see what we can do, eh? Yeah, right. If he wants to earn them himself, he can, but yeah, we're, we're willing to pay for him. You guys are willing hey. to do that, I Yes. No, I mean, we can do basic prosthetics for you, uh, free of charge. Um, just I a little bit of giving back. back. Um, oh, yeah. It makes no sense to keep people off the field that can still do good, eh? Um, but in regards to, you know, slightly more flashy things well that will require the attention of of uh, and the cost uh, of somebody a little more skilled than me i just hit things well and not even that anymore anyway follow me right uh and he kind of walks towards that forge building uh and you can hear this clanging sound uh and he as he kind of walks mm. around the corner uh, he shuffles up to a figure who is dressed in what appears to be clergy attire. Um, they do have a large like anvil symbol uh, emblazoned on this tabard uh, and are just closing up from working on a forge. Uh, it is another dwarf, again, with this massive, like it's Crag's beard and hair is a deep, deep, deep red, uh, almost maroon. This figure is a much more vibrant orange beard mm. that kind of only comes to center chest with this kind of mane of hair that falls back over his shoulder. And Crag kind of walks up and uh, and plants a kiss on his cheek uh, and steps away and says, Tormar, love, this is... Uh, this is um, I didn't actually get your names. Sol Korean. Sol Korean. Oh, I'm Sunshine. Sunshine. Balder. Balder. That's Morton. Morton. Hey. All right. That's uh, Demi. Demi, what is? Nice to meet you. Uh, Tormor, they're looking um, for uh, for uh, appendages, prosthetics. Think you can uh, provide it. Oh, I um, yes, I can. Yeah, uh, uh, come over here and we'll see if we can't get you fitted. Are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, and he kind of begins to usher you forward, um, as if this is a fairly familiar business in their line of work. Um, it's just a arm and a leg. All right, now most of these. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Front fighter. Yeah. Tell you what. Most of these come pretty easy. Um, there's a little bit of enchantment on a lot of them. Makes for a good fit. They go on about it being pretty much ready to wear. There's a little bit of getting used to, nonetheless. Let's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, a new experience, right? Um, but it does function pretty well out of the gate. Um, any of these should work for you. Um, 
to to function perfectly well as an hand or an arm. Um, we do have a few more fanciful items um, that we could stay, strike a bargain with you, but we can't give it away. Things that have come in from old adventurers uh, and never quite really gotten... Um, well, they got a lot of use, but they aren't really required anymore. Hung up the old uh, sword arm, so to speak, for a regular arm. So they're marked down in cost. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's. How about we try try just the normal ones on? All right. Um, are you okay with me? Uh, yes. Getting... Uh, please. I'm trying to do some. Um, I think if this is Tormar talking to Tormar, him, yeah, sorry. They're um, very close. Tormar is a little more higher pitched, uh, and Craig is down here. If That's Craig is still there, they're gonna pull him. He's aside. just leaning against the door frame with like six kids around him. He'll just <laughs> lean over with him. Hey. So if we were to get Morton some Morton, no. Balder. <laughs> That's the tall furry oh the little one the well not the little one, He's they're not both the one. I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I saying? Goes full bear. <laughs> if we were to get, what what options are there for Balder if we were to get something magically assisted? Uh, Tormar would be better to say, but I've seen ones that can add a little extra wallop, give a little bit of extra boost to speed, that sort of thing. Um, they can get pretty pricey, but we're not really in the business. It's just a little bit of added spending money for the kiddos. Uh, most of what we do comes from the city itself for service. Um, so we're not going to hit you like regular places for those things off the shelf. And you're clearly adventurers, which is who we cater to. Um, just kind of scratching at his neck a little bit, pushing <laughs> the beard aside. Um, and as he does, there are these massive tattoos running up the side of his neck. Ooh. a shame those are hidden. But your beard is lovely. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it does that. You can see him from the back, all right, or if I'm not wearing this fucking emperor. Um, but yeah, I I I, I defer the Tormar on the price, but I've seen him go for around eight, nine thousand gold pieces for some of the more high end ones from us. They're all used, so you know that also helps. Gives them a little more character too. Thank you. Uh, very you much. see his. Oh, sorry, sunshine. No, sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, you see Balder as Tormar does begin pulling a few of these out. There are basically racks all over this space with a forge sitting in the center, and you can see various weapons of war and armor that are mostly, it seems, to here to be kept. These have more sentimental value, mm. and Tormar, as you're looking around and glancing, there are a lot of polishing waxes and small ball-peen hammers for working out dents. Uh, most of the stuff is immaculately polished, and all of it is it looks particularly unique and owned and used. Um, these are personal items of people who have kind of hung up their adventuring cloaks or lost a friend and brought the item here. Uh, it's almost like a very crowded museum with very little curation. Yeah. Um, as he kind of begins to head over to one side of the wall, uh, he does pull down uh, a few uh, arm appendages and leg appendages. Kind of you hear as he's muttering to himself, swapping the two out, uh, trying to fit right. Uh, eventually, he does kind of starting with the leg, fit one uh, that has a knee joint in it that matches up to the wound, which is kind of severance in your thigh. Yeah. Um, 
the fitting seems to be this sort of cup that does have rune inscription along it, and then this binding that runs up your leg, uh, kind of in several straps, with the joint actually connecting, again, near where the severance is. Um, as it's fitted, you see Tormar kind of wave his hand over it and mutter a few words, and those blue lights flash as it kind of fuses to your leg, and then the straps are tightened in. And you do feel, as you shift your leg, the ability to... It doesn't feel exactly like placing weight on something. You don't get a yeah. weight response from it necessarily. But you do see, as you shift your leg, the joint actually moves for you. I think he And will... similarly, as you roll your heel, yeah. the ankle rolls. He will kind of try and just push off the chair. As you kind of stand... Make a dexterity save. Or make it acrobatics, excuse me. Acrobatics? Yeah. The 29. You are, are quite a dexterous individual. Uh, there is a moment where you feel a little bit of your weight go forward, and your foot goes down, but there isn't a sensation of the weight going onto it, and you feel yourself beginning to tilt and immediately correct to it, uh, initially putting too much weight, and then immediately... Uh, with, the, again, your kind of fighter's dexterity able to compensate for that and pull back. And you find yourself standing quite firm. That's a pretty good fit. Yeah, hey, yeah. For, for the arms. Uh, for some of the ones with the bit of a bit of a magical tinge. Oh, give me a second here. Uh, and Tormor kind of goes back and opens this time a large chest. Uh, it's actually like a series of chests. He opens one, closes it, opens another one, closes it. And each one, you can see, in one, there is just a single eyeball sitting there uh, that has a weird glint to it. It seems to have, like, a almost shine to it. Um, and next to that, there are a few arm appendages, and he closes it, he opens another one. Ah, this is what you want. Uh, and he pulls out this appendage. Uh, and it is this deep, deep earth tone green, uh, almost brown to it, uh, that has been lacquered on top of a metal finish. Um, and the lacquer is wearing slightly to almost this kind of mottled brown patina on the metal underneath it. Uh, and he kind of pulls it out uh, and he brings it over. And as you're looking at this, there are a series of um, copper coils affixed to very clearly these um, very dully growing, glowing blue crystals that are very akin to the crystals found at the Citadel. Mm. Uh, and he kind of proffers this up to you. And this right here is probably the uh, nicest one I've got. Um, right. It cost a fair pretty penny, probably about 9,000 gold pieces. Um, but it really is quite something, um, if you care. What's it do? You want to try it out? I think I want to try it out, sir, if that's okay. Try it out! <laughs> yeah, do I, it. I think I would like to try it out. If he looks back at something, he's like, thank you. Yep, yeah, do, it. do it! Now, this other one requires a little more time with it. These actually require attunement. Um, screw attunement on the other standard ones. Um, okay. And yeah. there are also some magical ones that don't require attunement. This specific one does. I imagine. Because uh, yeah. it gives a lot. Hey, are um, you? But uh, as he kind of spends, it does take about an hour to fit this one to you. Yep. Again, it is adjustable uh, where there is a strict, a sort of, you see springs running along all over this thing's arm. 
uh, coiled around the crystals, but with tension in them. Um, but there is an element that adjusts the height to where the arm has been severed, and he has to work to fit that, and there's a lot of, like, crumbling from Tormar and smacking away with a tiny little hammer against very nuanced... This is much more artificer work, and you get the feeling that Tormar is more of a craftsman than he is an artificer. He's just kind of like, you're doing uh, great, pal. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, you're welcome. But eventually he gets it fitted, and it is a more complex series of runes, which he actually walks you through, okay. uh, explaining that you can actually remove this and re-add it uh it's fairly easy to remove but re-adding it does require the same attunement process got it um but does show you through that process just so you know it um but when you put it on you can actually equip the arcane arm prosthetic uh is available in the inventory just to see what it's like okay you guys think that it's... uh arcane arm oh jesus <laughs> uh <laughs> okay. Kid in the candy store. Give it a whack. There's a there's a dummy outside. Uh yeah, Balder will walk outside. Uh, he'll pull one of the sabers from his side. Um and just to get a get a test of the leg too, he'll kind of do uh I imagine some drills he's kind of familiar with. Uh, with his time with the order, and then he'll just kind of run up with this upward slash um, and just slam into it. Okay. Uh, so roll the hit for me. Uh, okay. Do, 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 do. Where is it? Oh, Jesus. Uh, 28. 28. So as you kind of start 30 feet out, uh, as you're kind of familiarizing yourself with this thing, you're focusing on your target and you're testing out the leg, you kind of start at a distance, you take about 10 steps forward, kind of adjusting to the weight and getting used to it. Uh, and as you go to move with this arm and swing, there is this extension of the arm as it breaks out, pieces of the plate kind of shifting outwards, the arm launches forward, giving you a 20 foot reach. <laughs> and as it hits... The blade does its standard damage, and then there is this kind of as the energy that is kind of released outwards as this arm kind of separates, releases an extra D8 of force damage. So uh, go ahead and roll your damage. It just completely obliterates this this uh, dummy, no matter how much damage you do, yeah. I believe. Uh, as you slash straight through it, a bits of, of stuff. Okay, so 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh, God, 16 slashing damage, and then um, 7 force damage. 7 force damage. It is just split, and there's just hair in the air. I feel like it's like, oh! Uh, cheering in the background. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Tormar kind of walks up and begins making adjustments on it. That should not go off um, when you're... Uh, without you wanting it to, so give me a second. And he like begins tightening and and changing a few screws. I'm sorry, my friend, uh, what are you gonna say? Uh, what? I don't know. Okay, great. <laughs> this is great. You like it? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you're you're welcome to take it. It's not doing anything. It will will need some compensation for it. Um, yeah. Belong to a, a Goliath figure. Uh, came through. Ten years ago hasn't really been used much since then. What was her name? Um, uh, name was... Uh, I actually had this written down for once! Sorry, Josh. Medra. 
M-E-D-R-A. Very nice. She's a pretty well-known bounty hunter. Um, roaming around kind of the, the northern reaches, uh, dipped into eels and things like that. Fair amount. Yeah. She's since passed, but she spent the last few years with us. Sorry for your loss. Ah, that's what we're here for. Make it pleasant for them on the way out, and as pleasant as we can for them on the way in, right? Yeah. We'll kind of uh, look toward the group. Uh, this is a lot to ask. No, it's not. No, it's We're getting not it for all. you. Yep. Sir, it is that like... me then? Says Demi. <laughs> yeah, Demi. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, Sunshine doesn't have access to any of this money, but they're fully just like, yep. Okay. I Demi is in full agreement as well. I'm sure Parker agrees. So 9,000 gold pieces Oof. is removed from the party funds. Nice. Great, well, uh, you're all welcome to stay. Uh, avail yourself of the beer garden or any of the training facilities if you want. Those barracks can serve as, as housing if you need. Um, we like to think of ourselves as the city's best kept secret. We don't advertise it openly because we'd get all these fuckwads roaming around um, pretending to be adventurers. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, treasure. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll leave. I'll leave the chair here with you guys, just in case you find somebody who might need it. Hey, we could certainly use a few more. Certainly, please. Yeah, keep that. Craig kind of walks up to it, very familiar with it, folds it up and tucks it under his arm. Thank you. All right. Enough. I'm going back to the kitchens. Tomar kind of pecks him on the cheek, and they part. He says. If you don't need anything else, I've got a lot of polishing to do. Ah, see you all later. Uh, and he kind of turns back to his work. Thank you very much. Baldur, do you want to... Do you want to test those out on the training fields they offered? Just get used to them. That might not be a bad idea. Why not? Alright. You want to spar? Absolutely. I'm that down. thing looked metal. There are like sparring arenas all over <laughs> this place. The kids will have a show. All right. We're gonna get our asses beats off. Let's do it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Morton, you making bets? What? <laughs> you making bets? What's that? You putting down? You're right. I didn't talk to you about that. Oh, gambling. Yes. Yeah, gambling. Once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. All right. Fuck. Well, gold that one of you is gonna trip. <laughs> well, there's gonna or fucking Morton's gonna trip somebody. <laughs> Someone's gonna fall down. It's gonna be really funny. <laughs> Bless. All right. Yeah, let's fine. Let's do it. Fuck it up. The kids kind of swarm around you as you make your way over to one of the sparring pits. Though they know full well not to step in it, they almost part around it as if a way of crashing against a boulder. Oh. A boulder. How <laughs> I did Alright, pick your poison boulder. Pick Unless you want to fight me, Anzal. I would like to yeah. fight you, Anzal. Oh fuck. Okay. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Alright. Roll initiative. <laughs> yeah. Natural twenty. <laughs> oh fuck. Eleven. Uh eighteen. <laughs> uh, so 24 altogether. 
Jesus Christ. And I will say, they're going full, like, fisticuffs. They just drop their... They don't drop the Sunblade, but it's still fully sheathed. Okay. Got it. Yeah, just to, like... We're... we're, This is all non fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing doing fisticuffs or are we doing weapons? I'm I'm gonna say you can use your weapons, but, like, they are left in their their sheaths or whatever. It's non lethal. (laughs) Magic is a little harder to do non lethals also. Be careful. Why would you? Why? <laughs> Magic's a little harder to do on lethal. Don't kill him. Don't kill. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. I'm not the boss of you. Uh, Balder 24, what else have I got? 18. 11. Okay. That's all. I got no decks. I got no decks. Morton, you sure you don't want in on us? Absolutely sure. Okay. I'm very nonviolent. Morton kind of joins in. Very true. The squad. I love the bet, though, that one of us is going to trip. I feel I like it's too. just... Either way, Morton's going to make a goal. It doesn't matter who yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. He's going to gamble. He's killing it. He all right. bets on all the colors. That way he can't lose money. There you go! <laughs> but he also doesn't gain money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. That's not true. You're a liar. Um, known liar is all Korean is trying to trick me. It's true. He is a known <laughs> liar. Like, you're not wrong. It's all he's a known um, liar. <laughs> Known liar. That's on his bounty poster. Known <laughs> liar. Big crime here in Greyhound. Done big crime. Known Extra liar. Extra bad knife boy. It's called the not <laughs> Extra bad knife, knife boy. boy. I have no. I have one knife on me right uh, now. Baldur's just oh. gonna get low to the ground. Dash yeah. up. Within twenty feet to Zal. Draw his saber. Take the flat end of it and just smack him in the back of the head if you can. Saul does a okay. yeah yeah twenty nine yeah 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 it hits okay. if you have above a fifteen it hits me <laughs> um so we'll say fourteen bludgeoning damage Jesus Christ if, it's, if, if that's okay Josh if he's just using like the flat end to smack him is the force end damage coming in as well oh, oh shit no. um, that, that can't be changed. <laughs> Six force damage. <laughs> there is this as Balder like dashes in, you feel the side of the blade, but there is an extra like <laughs> across the back of your head that you are not anticipating to come along with it. I fully, I fully imagine Zal is like gets ready for the fight, and then that happens, like the arm extends and he gets hit, and he's like, oh, oh, and like kind of like <laughs> flies forward, is like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry, sure, sorry, sorry, yep. sorry, 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 oh, we're good, okay, okay. Uh, we're good. Uh, he'll equal opportunity and just sort of slash over to try and get sunshine in the shoulder. Okay. Get me! Uh, 22. Yeah. Okay. I look at you doing what I can't, hitting sunshine. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Uh, 11 bludgeoning damage and 5 force damage. Awesome. Oh, I forgot. Zal, did we have 10 hit points? Oh yeah. I didn't think we'd be... I, I will say that all of you have ten pit points if you do, including Balder, because yeah. Balder is yeah. marked oh, yeah. as an ally. I just meant yeah. doing math. Everyone would have it. Uh, um, I have to double how check. How many? It is. Was it ten or? Can choose a, I have to double check because I think it just went up. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, it's eleven, 11. now. Okay. okay. So you got me for eleven, and then what? Uh, eleven, and then five force damage. Boom. There, there's this radiant poof as yeah. um. 
I'm so sorry. Go go ahead, Sunshine. I'll, I'll do it. There's this radiant poof as Zal's HP totally protects Sunshine from the initial damage, <laughs> but then they get caught with the <laughs> I love that. Morton, as, as you're kind of hanging out watching this, there's the telltale smell of cake being eaten in the beer garden. Oh, fuck. <laughs> telltale smell of cake. You smell sweet icing uh, and sugary confection uh, readily available. Well, I'm looking back and forth between this fight and that building. <laughs> there's, okay, you're caught between the two parts. There's, uh, there's struggle within Morton. <laughs> it's like, I gotta stay and get my money. I have to see if one of them trips, but also cake. <laughs> A decision has to be made. My decisions. Trips one of us on purpose. So kick time. You lost. Uh, fully aware of what is coming his way. That's the end of his turn. Okay, He's Zal, like, you're up. Um, I think uh, after getting hit and like that, like ringing out of the uh, of the the thing smacking him a second time, he's like, okay. And uh, doesn't draw the anchor out and just runs up and goes into like a boxing pose and just right hooks Boulder in the face if I can. Roll the hit. I'm probably going to miss because I never use my fighting, though I'm a fisticuff fighter. Which is Punch me! Uh, 21. Oh, hits. Okay. Uh, boop. Uh, you take. Eight bludgeoning damage as I just rock you across the jaw, and I think I think Zal at this point goes, "That didn't hit nearly as hard." Fuck. Okay. Um. And no, like you, no, you hurt like, me. You hurt me. Come on. Keep, keep, no. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that one. Oh, Alrighty. Anything, and I think Zal just goes into like getting ready to get just fucking rocked next round, and uh, that's how I'm gonna end my turn. There's just one hyper caffeinated kid in the back who goes, "Gouge his eyes out." And I'm Actually, like, Shh. I think I think uh, I think Zal. I think Zal goes fuck, and then for a moment he stops and goes, oh, "This is for fun and for the kids." And uh, Boulder would notice this because I think we've been in fights too much. He sees a copy of Zal standing by him, Ashi, as he goes inside of him, and Zal gets big right in front of Boulder's face. Oh, bullshit, Zal. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Sacrifice him. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's one of my damn bigs, but that's going to be on my turn. Sunshine, you're up. Sunshine takes out Good Morning, which they haven't used in forever. Uh. Their uh, Warhammer. um, After being yeeted backward by that hit, they run up to him. And then he sees nothing until their echo bonks him from behind. <laughs> He's like, what do you do? Um, <laughs> 21 to hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you just take 10 damage with that bonk. And they're kind of like, oh, my bad. But then they do it again and hit him with the pommel of their. Oops. Oops. My bad club. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, 17. That might not hit. Just misses. So as the pommel comes up, he sort of just wraps his arm around. And says, this was a good attempt. It was nice. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's and then good. they uh, bonus action. Um, <laughs> it's 
It's nothing tactically, but they bonus action teleport and swap places with the Echo so that he's now holding that one. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> and they're behind him. <laughs> That's my turn. Nice. All right, Boulder, back at the top. We're going to do two rounds of this. Yeah, we'll keep fine. it short and snappy. Yeah. And winner is the most strikes, my friends, that land. Okay. Oh, well. I'm going to bonus. <laughs> he's going to look up his all. Are we going to play that way? Yeah. Uh, bonus action, Blood Curse of the Binding, and I'm going to um, amplify it. Okay. Um, oh, so I need a strength saving throw from you. Oh, good thing I have advantage on those. <laughs> um, natural 20. Oh, fuck you. I rolled, oh. I rolled a 19 and a natural 20. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that does though, so that's it, terrifying. It doesn't. Nothing. Take, yeah. What would it have done? It would have. What it did kept to the Dracolich. Stop moving. Would have kept you from moving. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Well, well, anyway, we'll go, for, <laughs> we'll go for two strikes on Zol. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Um, one of those is an eighty-one. Um, I take it a thirteen does not hit. Actually, no. And then a twenty-seven. Yes, that hits. Exactly. Okay. Wait, a natty one netted you a thirteen. Just so you know, you have to roll above a three to hit me. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you'll take seven, fifteen bludgeoning, and then three force. So Baldur's got three strikes. Zal's got one, and Sunshine's got one. And that's his turn. Zal, you're up. Your rebuttal. Um. I think whatever that thing that just wrapped around him, he's like, what the f and like breaks out of it. And it's just like, really? And just goes for another punch straight ah! to his face. <laughs> like, it's a big old hand. Uh, my big hand. Uh, that's definitely not going to hit. Cause I think that's a, yeah, that's definitely, that's a 12. Misses. Yeah. That's all I got. He'll just sort right. of use your big fist to the ground. He's like, come on, man. But he's just like, okay, this is fucking weird. I don't, right? Let's do this shit. And I'm, that's the end of my turn. Beautiful. Sunshine. Hey, suing again. Does a 24 hit? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I hit this is them from behind again. Oh my God. Um, that's oh. 15 damage. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> what does this look like as you concuss this man? <laughs> Even more than he has one. I think they, um, they're just like, it's all right, Zell, I've got you. And they is accidentally swing just like full force. There's this kind of, um, as they realize what they've done. And I'm going to roll the next one a disadvantage because they feel like an asshole, but like, they still <laughs> are playing. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we've got That's two strikes 19. on Sunshine. Still fucking hits. A 19 with disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Just playing golf I'm now really sorry. Game. Holy shit, Do another 15. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. And this is when I, I attack. No, yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad. And Ooh, I think they, they like, try no, and like, the they try to miss and swing over your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tall. It just goes <laughs> right in the yeah. face. 
Oh no! You hear and a I nose think, break? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what ends their turn. They drop their their hammer. They're like, I'm so sorry. He's just Everyone like... calls an end to it as Boulder's nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll cast Cure Wounds immediately. That's a tie. That was Fiend Deep Beyond. Well, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. And you we heal for eight. Three so for sorry. Lotu and two for Yuzal. So you did... A oh, one for you is all I lied it. I lied. I lied it. We're playing golf, correct? There's golf guess, rules. Yeah, you're number yeah. one. Zol one. Uh, wait, <laughs> he just kind of nope. special. Oh, um, they he, he cast their wounds. They touch his nose to do the same. He'll look at sunshine. Trip me. They swing the hammer underneath his legs. And no questions asked. <laughs> I uh, knew it! <laughs> <laughs> He'll then blow Sunshine a kiss and then put his hand out daintily. Yes, they'll very, very chivalrously help him out. I'm so fucking sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> his pupils are fucking huge. Oh, I, think I'm, I think I'm fine. Oh, oh she time to split again? You ready? I, mean, I think you see Zal like, separate back down. Oh. Smell cake. Do we want to get cake? Hello. Yeah, I want cake. Cake. Or want to back red like old times? You guys had fun. I'll be Atka. Wait, you tall? I'm taller than you. No, you're not. Yeah. How tall are you? Oh. I'm like. Let me look at my character sheet. I'm pretty sure I'm like seven something. I'm seven one. Why? Half orc, half Goliath. Goliath. Wow. Oh, I didn't know the Goliath half. He's got that Goliath. I'm seven four. Get on your back. Piggyback him. I get on your back for some wee hahs. Well, do you want a piggyback ride? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Dragging my All right, let's go. Your toes just like Their echo gives Demi one. Demi begrudgingly obliges. Thirty feet. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't guess that a city burnt to the ground in front of us yesterday. <laughs> That's fair, Morton. Oh. Well, it didn't burn to Cake. the ground. It was all right. It's on fire, which is burning. So it was. It oh, was you're sorry. Burning. You're still in the process of burning. You're right. There we go. I'm Thank sorry. You. I'm wrong. No, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Never mind. You're fine, Morton. Do you want to go back? No. I think we have more important things to do. Right. Like cake? Cake yep. is important, Morton. Take Hurry everybody up. to the beer garden. Hurry up. <laughs> As you're kind of rocked by this surreal moment of this relatively idyllic scene with the reality Morton has brought back around... You make your way over into this beer garden where there are elderly adventuring figures seemingly having drinks, a few people playing some sort of, looks like dragon's chest, uh, chess, mm. uh, a few folks playing cards and things like that. Individuals not in your direction, a few having quiet conversations. There is this sort of like little tea uh, set up, set up with uh, just cakes and, and sugary treats, uh, a little bit of tea set out, so on and so forth. Grab some tea and yes. go sit at the table. Okay, sure. Tea and some cakes. Little pieces of cake, and then 
You guys kind of find a quiet spot. They're kind of low-lying, almost juniper-like trees that kind of reach out of the flower gardens themselves, kind of extending overhead, casting a little bit of shade. It's it's funny in that the cold weather doesn't quite touch Greyhawk the way it does elsewhere, and you kind of sit in this strange, still green space, even though the sky above, beyond the protections of the city, are uh, is gray. Hawk. Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> and as you kind of take a moment to take in refreshments in each other's presence, we will go ahead and end today's session there. Mm, nice.